This podcast is brought to you by Acme Markets. Fresh foods, local flavors. 93.3 WMMR Audio On Demand presents the Preston and Steve Show podcast. And now, Preston and Steve's news updates with Kathy Romano. Today is Tuesday, July 14th. Good morning, Kathy. Good morning in the news this morning. Philadelphia Managing Director Brian Abernathy is expected to announce his resignation today during a meeting with city officials. Sources say more details would be made public on Tuesday and that he would be on the job until September 1st. Abernathy was appointed Managing Director by Mayor Jim Kenney on January 15th, 2019. Multiple sources say that he has been quietly calling colleagues and former colleagues to tell them the news. They say that he feels burnt out and needs a break after being at the helm with Kenny through the COVID-19 outbreak and the protests and riots that followed in later months. Sources say Abernathy's resignation has been in the works for several weeks. Uh, He previously served as first deputy managing director since January of 2016. City officials said Monday they are looking into the validity of videos that have been circulating of a large gathering during a block party in southwest Philadelphia over the weekend. Those that live in the neighborhood said clips don't tell the full story of what happened, claiming an earlier celebration did adhere to social distancing guidelines. The video from the celebration at 55th and Belmar Street shows a crowd of people in close quarters during what was described as a block party celebrating numerous occasions. A lot of people in the video are seen without face coverings and obviously gathering close together. One attendee estimates thousands showed up, claiming the cooped up climate of these last few months has given people all the motivation to gather. The neighborhood's initial block party included spaced out tents, participants masked, and police presence was there to keep an eye on things. But as the sunset, large crowds from other neighborhoods began to gather, which became the cause of concern. Yeah, Kathy, I saw the footage, and everyone seemed to be at least six inches apart. So. Oh, okay. Yeah. That's what they're saying. Yeah. Rule of six. Yeah. Right, six inches apart. They didn't hear the feet the, thing. The feet, yeah. see, that's oh. always it. Is it one slash or two? What a shame. Um, but, you know, like, th- this happens in any neighborhood. But, yeah. you know, as other people hear about the party. They want to go see what's going on, and that's what happened. And it was just people from other neighborhoods that gathered, wow. and yeah, it became. Oh, I was huge... there for a little. <laughs> Seriously, looking at the video, yeah, it's a street party. Yeah, yeah. It's packed. Well, they said like it, it was initially set up, you know, where everybody was distanced. There were even some police officers uh, that were present, and then they, the police officers, had to come back later at night because they were called out, you know, to be on the job. This and is... they said they had no idea that it was going to turn into this. I mean, this is the classic high school party that just got away from you. Yeah. Okay, we're only going to have six people over. All right, don't tell anybody, and then one person to. And this was happening before cell phones, you know? It's like, uh, yeah. and next thing you know, the, the entire class is over. Well, I, I don't see anybody, not one person wearing, wearing a mask, mask. in no. this video at all. And they're right on top of each other, so. They but, don't even have the mask. But, Preston, they were thinking about masks. Okay, okay. <laughs> well, that's the thing. Maybe they're thinking, like, they don't even have it, like, hanging. Like, they're not even taking yeah. a, a breather from nope. it. I saw a mask. It was around the guy's chin. Okay. Uh, it was hooked around his ears and then around his chin. Around his chin. Gotcha. So. <laughs> that's always good. Uh, so, yeah, so this this party got a little mm-hmm. out of hand. For two of the largest school districts in our area, Philadelphia and Central Bucks administrators are discussing utilizing three different options when students return in the fall. In-person learning, complete virtual, or a hybrid approach of Mixing both options. Philadelphia Schools Superintendent Dr. William Height said if parents choose to have their children do 100% virtual learning, they are considering pairing remote teachers with remote learning students. Uh, Height said that the school district will release a reopening plan on July 15th. And while they want all students to return in person, he said that they are guided by the health experts and scientists. Now, in Central Buck School District, Superintendent uh, John Kopicki said parents will be able to choose between in person, a hybrid approach, or full 
full, uh, full-time virtual. He said that parents uh, can opt to do 100% virtual learning. The curriculum will be taught by a third party, however. The uh, system that they're leaning towards in my son's school district is uh, two days on for half the class, then a day off for everybody, then two days on for the second half of the class. So uh, the kids will go to school two days out of the five. Is there uh, anything, uh, Nick, in your district? Because um, I have heard suggestions about uh, schooling going on into the night. And doing I've heard that as well. Oh, wow. Yeah, so so starting at like seven a.m., starting early, and then right. going much later, and and then they would also stagger teachers' schedules as and administrators as a result of that. On day. that day off, would they be doing virtual work? They would do virtual, and they would also use that as an opportunity to literally clean the entire building again. So okay. one day every week, they would have to clean the building, okay. and then uh, there would be, never be more than fifty percent of the students in the school. I did find out, Preston. On that day off, they would have a party similar to the video. Okay, okay. Yeah. 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 party day. Yeah. 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 They yeah. have a. A lot of districts I'm hearing are uh, leaning towards the one week on, one week off, okay. um, which, again, wouldn't just be a week off. You'd be doing virtual learning from home. Um, but which is basically a week <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Well, no, I mean, yeah. listen, at least with our virtual learning, I mean, Jace had to complete, you know, work every day. So they will well, have, to, have right. to do, yeah. you know, have to be doing something. Catholic schools are different. We're doing a... Um, it's they're going to be playing bump ball the entire time, so they're going to have those giant inflatable balls around them, and balls around yeah, them the entire yeah. time. Which I but listen, think... they're going to be a lot of different you know scenarios and systems, and nobody's going to know what's actually right until they get in there and do it. And... I do. I know. I know completely what's right, but I'm not going to tell you. Oh yeah. <laughs> Why are you holding out? I don't know. Well, I want to see how I can market. Well, it. the thing too is like they're they're saying they're coming out July 15th with this. Um, the schools have to have a plan in place by That's by tomorrow. The, yeah, by the <laughs> end of July. Uh, most districts in Pennsylvania, or I think all the districts in Pennsylvania, have to have a plan in place by July 31st. But that that plan could be changed based on yes. what happens. It's before unprecedented. September. Yeah. And then on top These of are it uncertain all, times. Yes. yes. On top of it all, the parents decide whether or not they want to do this. Yeah. Right? So okay. Well, not so, in all districts. Well. N- no, in all districts, every parent has the opportunity, has the the option to go. You know what? Oh, my gonna, kids. Is, oh, okay, I'm going to keep okay. my kid home. I, right, right, I don't right. like what you're doing. Right, right, yeah, right, right, right. Uh, so I'm going to keep my kid home. You ultimately have that right. I remember yeah. one year when we had a particularly large uh, student population uh, where I lived on on Long Island, and uh, they had to they had like three. Uh, student populations from three different schools in one school, and we had staggered schedules. And I remember going into school like at one o'clock in the afternoon, <laughs> really, and go like to like seven thirty, eight o'clock. Huh. It was just the weirdest thing because wow. they had far too many students. Because Did, like were, a school shutdown or something, they had to filter some over to you guys. One, I think that might have been it. Might have been one of the earliest asbestos things, Preston. Oh and, yeah, and yeah, So yeah, they were yeah, actually yeah. building another school, and okay. there was poor planning. I remember there, wow. the parents were out of their minds, furious. Oh my yeah. gosh. But that's that's yeah. what they did. So we had staggered schedules. Yep. Um, so Philadelphia Public Schools plan for transportation. Um, they're saying that they would limit the bus to eleven to fifteen students instead of thirty to forty four, uh, and they're closely working with SEPTA as seventh to twelfth graders must. <laughs> accepted to get to school. They're going to change up yeah. all the, the school buses. are going to be like limos, stretch limos now, <laughs> bars in them. So if there's like yeah. 10 people on the bus, you can stretch out. Hot tub in the back. Co- Honestly, yeah. I was always at the last stop, second to last oh, stop, man. last stop on the bus. So I, it, it is kind of cool we can just kick yeah. back. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and then on Stoke top of it all, yeah. I think the other silver lining here is that the, the school zones are going to be flashing all day long now. 
if the school days are going longer, you're going to have, uh, it's not going to be just that, that two hour stand. I don't know, That's man. one they of my joys. They can't figure out how to turn those things off when it's spring yeah, break. When it's, it's on a, so I don't know. It's on you know how much fun anyway. it is to drag race around school zones? <laughs> Central Buck School District is planning transportation details, but the superintendent said that uh, they plan on having children ride the bus. Uh, the district plans to get approval for their reopening plan on uh, July 28th school board meeting, and then we'll communicate more details to the public. Both superintendents acknowledge that students are off track due to the pandemic and plan on student assessments once they resume school in the fall. Kathy, when they said ride the bus, did they specifically say inside or outside the bus? <laughs> Seriously. Right. Well, and then, you know, you know, well, this is a whole other topic, but then you have the teachers who might not feel comfortable coming yeah. back to school, yeah. you know, yeah. and you have to deal with that as well. Yeah. So... No one knows. Yes. We'll see. Hey. No, nobody knows. We'll see what Hopefully happens. Hopefully answer your question. <laughs> yeah, in sports this morning. <laughs> Ball sacks are young. Houston Rockets star guard Russell Westbrook announced that he tested positive for the coronavirus before the team departed for Orlando. What the f- is this? Westbrook and co-star James Harden did not travel with the Rockets to Florida. The NBA announced coronavirus test results yesterday, and of the 322 players tested since arriving in Orlando, two were tested positive and have left the campus to isolate at home or in isolation housing. Two more players are under quarantine after leaving the NBA's bubble in Orlando. One of the players said it was an accident, and he was picking up a food order. Mm-hmm. The league said that since the 1st of July, 19 players have tested positive. For the first time since March 11th, the Flyers were back at the skate zone to hold training camp practices as they get ready for the return to play 24-team tournament for the Stanley Cup. The Flyers are allowed a max of 30 skaters and an unlimited number of goalies for training camp, which would be over the next two weeks before the team travels to the Eastern Conference hub city of Toronto. When the tournament begins, the Flyers can have 31 players on the roster, including goalies. Uh, Like the games next month, all camp sessions are not open to the public. And the NFL players could be wearing a new piece of equipment this season, the Oakley Mouth Shield, a product designed in collaboration with doctors and engineers from the NFL, is intended to help to mitigate the spread of the coronavirus on the field during games and practices. Next week, the Shield is expected to be distributed to all 32 teams when it will be tested on a much larger scale. Currently, there is no mandate to wear a face shield, but the NFL's medical experts are advocating for the use of the protective equipment. And that's what I have for you this morning. All right, thank you very much, Kathy. we got a busy day ahead of us. I'm going to start off by giving some stuff away. We have uh, these passes for a night at the drive-in, and this is going to be at Shankweiler's Drive-In, which is in Orfield. It's near Allentown, and it's for tomorrow night. And there's going to be two movies, Black Panther and Creed. Hmm. Uh, it's called Two Movies, uh, Movies to Make You Proud. And I can take, so I have uh, passes that's good for four people per car. Yeah. Uh, if you'd like to pop in, and let's take three callers right now. 215-263-WMMR. You get a reserved spot, and it's courtesy of Amazon Studios and Michael B. Jordan's Outlier uh, Society present a night at the drive-in, which is a nationwide summer screening series celebrating multicultural voices in cinema. So it is tomorrow night at 850 at, you got to wait till the sun goes down. Come on. You know, so it's a, it's a late night double feature. So if you'd like to go, let's set you up with a double feature. I love that. Term. I've, yeah. I've got to do a drive-in. It's been. I mean, I've never. We used to drive-ins all it's the time. Fun. Yeah. It, it, if don't make. I don't want to go to something you really, really right. You, you wouldn't go see Avatar at a drive-in, but but um, for, for that fun 
you know, yeah. as you said, double feature experience or that whole thing. It is cool. It is yeah. a lot of fun. I'd go see Avatar for like the sixth time. Yeah, exactly. You know what no, I mean? Yeah, yeah, that's exactly yeah. right. So we have those passes to give away. Let's do that right now. 215-263-WMMR. We have some guests on the program this morning. Alex Winter, who is from Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure. I've always uh, liked him. Uh, me too. Yeah. And, uh, and he was also in Lost Boys. Yeah. And uh, he's got a documentary about child stars and so on. So he's getting in touch with us. In fact, that documentary, which is called Showbiz Kids. It premieres today, right? Uh, it's coming out on HBO today. So we're going to talk to him about that later on. I've always wanted to talk to him. So it'll be around 9 o'clock. Also, actor Will Sasso will be joining us. And he is promoting the ABC series premiere of United We Fall. Back-to-back episodes tomorrow night. So we'll chat with him, Will, around 10. And we also have our friends at Deets and Watson. We're stopping by today. Mm-hmm. Uh, from uh, Bria and Latella's in Havertown. And also Anna's Corner Store in East Norton. So they'll be bringing some goodies by. And we appreciate that. All right. These things and more are taking place. We're going to come back. I have a big, chunky uh, section of entertainment stories for you. And a stupid question. Give some more stuff away. So stay with us on this beautiful Tuesday morning. We'll be right back. Love Preston and Steve and WMMR? Check out WMMR.com for more of everything that rocks. Steven Singer Jewelers is now offering financing online with interest-free options available for a limited time. Get pre-qualified in seconds. Learn more at IHateStevenSinger.com. Back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. All right, so the stupid question. We're going to give away a $50 Bonefish Grill gift card. If you can tell me, what kind of name is Poon? <laughs> 215-263-WMMR. What kind of name is Poon? 215-263-WMMR. Let's see if you know the answer to that. So some birthdays today on Tuesday, July 14th include Mr. Matthew Fox, who we know from Party of Five, and of course Lost. He was Jack on Lost. Yes. And That's probably his most. Well, Party of Five was a big hit when it first yeah. came oh, yeah, out. That was, yeah. yeah. I loved that show. Wait, uh, didn't we call him in his hotel room one time? We did. We did, yes. Um, we He wouldn't go on the air with us, though. Yeah, uh, that but he was, was nice. Yeah, he went to an Eagles game. Uh, I recall Marissa had somehow or another tracked him down, oh. and we gave him a call, and we said, look, we're huge fans of Lost. We need to have you on. And he's like, I know. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think he had a late night, and probably, I don't think it We was, tried. He wasn't rude or anything No, like no, that. he wasn't. He just, he's like, look, I, I can't do an interview right now. But um, anyhow, yeah. yeah, he celebrates his 54th birthday today. Uh, you also have uh, Rosie Greer, the former NFL player, actor, now minister. Star of the incredible two-headed transplant, right? Uh, with uh, oh, Ray Moland, was he? Yes, oh Ray Moland's head is sewn onto Rosie Greer's body. Wow. He also do, did needlepoint, as you remember. Is that did. what it was? Okay. From a classic episode of uh, Brady Bunch. The Brady Bunch. Yeah, yeah. And who was because in the Glee? Peter was yes. in the Glee Club. Yes, and he was catching some crap for that. But when he, when Rosie Greer said, "Hey, man, I needlepoint. Yeah. Glee Club's okay." And let me tell you something. Else. I have sex with men. Everybody was happy. Uh, yeah. All right. So he wasn't in the Glee Club too then. No, he was not. He was just showing that you you can have a softer side and do okay. other things. And Bobby learned a valuable lesson. And, and Casey, <laughs> it's a lesson we all can learn. I guess you're. Right. And he was also he was guarding. Um, 
Ethel Kennedy when Senator Kennedy was shot when Robert Kennedy was, was oh, shot. Oh, wow. Oh, I thought you were going to say on the football field. I, I no, no, Ethel no, Kennedy. She didn't play football. Not that I know of. I mean, that family was in a football. <laughs> they really so. quite, yeah, in Hyannisport, they always really played. Yeah. There's an odd end to that story, Preston. I don't remember the exact details, but, like, he woke, woke up the next day and still had Sirhan Sirhan's gun in his pocket or Whoa. something along those lines. He ended up with Sirhan Sirhan's gun, and, okay. um, and so he was not able to obviously stop the assassination, but he was close to it. Uh, he's 88 today. Vincent Pastore, who is Big Pussy, right? Yes. On yes. Sopranos, is uh, celebrating his 74th birthday today. And he's been in, you've seen him in, uh, you know, he's got cameo roles in here. Not cameo, but bit parts in movies here and there. I wonder if he does cameo. A lot of people are doing cameo, yeah. you know? Oh, that. Maybe that get a, kind of cameo. Get a Big Pussy cameo. I'll bet he does. Why not? Yeah. So uh, he's 74 today. Wow. Uh, Conor McGregor, mixed martial arts. Artist, boxer, tried to be a boxer, 32 today. <laughs> he Retired, did pretty well. Yeah, he, yeah I mean, he, he, he went yeah. pretty far with Mayweather. Well, farther yeah. than I thought, honestly. Yeah. Since 10th they were, or 11th they were, round. Yeah, yeah, since they were yeah. holding to the strict rules of boxing. Yeah. Uh, but he, had, you know, he's retired three times now. And yeah. He's already flirted out there that he might come, come back. Come back, out, yeah. So who the hell knows? Uh, but he is uh, 32 years old today. Uh, you also have the great Jane Lynch, ah. who turns 60 years old. Talladega Nights <laughs> was on the other day, and she's his mom. <laughs> she's epping, as always, she's epping yeah. hilarious. She's a scream and everything. And yeah. she's a good dramatic actress as she well. She is, yeah. She can do it all. Uh, she's she's so awesome. She's 60 today. Uh, actor Jackie Earl Haley, oh who's God. awesome. Yeah, he was Kelly Leak in the Bad News Bears. But for us, oh man, Rorschach, unbelievable. And, uh, Watchmen. He was perfect in that. Uh, and honestly, l- like that whole prison scene, the oh, sequence. My God. Yep. <laughs> I mean, and you think of this diminutive guy being yeah. that terrifying. Yep. Yep. If you've never seen it, he is he's fantastic in that movie. So he's uh, celebrating his 59th birthday today. And the last birthday I saw, Phoebe Waller-Bridge. Oh. From Fleabag. Uh, You've been watching, yeah? I watched the first couple episodes and enjoyed it. I was hoping to watch it with my wife. She didn't really get it. And so just uh, fizzled out on it. And I thought it was good, but it didn't grab me like it did everybody else who loves that show. It's very funny, but I can see what you're saying. Yeah, so she is uh, 35 today. All right, let's see if somebody knows the answer to this question. What kind of a name is Poon? (laughs) 215-263-WMMR. That's the number. And I will go to Sarah. Hey, Sarah, good morning. Good morning. So, Sarah, what kind of a name is Poon? Comanche Indian. Of course, yes. <laughs> Hang on a second. That's from Fletch, if you didn't know it, folks. It's a line. All right, and so Sarah got it right, and she gets a $50 Bonefish Grill gift card. Summer's here. You can catch flavors of the season at Bonefish Grill and enjoy Key West Ai tuna topped with roasted shrimp, fresh tomatoes, uh, and avocados finished with a sweet chili mango vinaigrette. Man. Pair it perfectly with the Coral Reef Punch. And you order delivery via DoorDash and Uber Eats or Dine-In. You can visit BonefishGrill.com. <laughs> uh, so, uh, sad news. Yesterday, as we uh, assumed would happen, they did find a body Monday in Southern California's Lake Piru. And it was Glee actress uh, Naya Rivera. The Ventura County Sheriff's officials did confirm that. Uh, a new clue had turned up in the search for her over the weekend that may have helped the investigation. Uh, the 33-year-old disappeared after taking her 4-year-old son Josie on a boating trip in Lake Piru. 
On Monday, searchers reportedly uh, recovered her body. Robert Inglis of the Ventura County Sheriff's Office search and rescue team told Us Weekly that Rivera sent a photo of them to a relative shortly before she vanished. Josie was found on the lake uh, 90 minutes to two hours after the photo was taken near Cove. Uh, He was alone on the boat and told authorities that he and his mom had gone swimming together, but that she never made it back to the boat. Uh, Search crews combined the area around the cove. I'm sorry, they combed the area around the cove. They said, uh, we did send in our dive members uh, to those two locations and searched those extensively. Uh, He added that in many cases there are witnesses. Someone will see somebody jumping off the boat. We know where... Uh, which area to search and can find the body more quickly, but there were no witnesses. In this case, it really could have been the whole lake. There were a lot of coves that had to be searched. Meanwhile, Inglis, also a diving expert, told Us Weekly that he here's what he believes happened. He said, the best thing that we can say that contributes to a lot of the drownings is when people go swimming and they're not wearing life vest and they jump off the boat and it doesn't take much to get exhausted if you're not in shape. Winds do kick up at the lake and the boats start to get away, and you're trying to go after the boat, and you get a leg cramp. Uh, if you are wearing a life vest, you can rest, and someone can go back and pick you up or call for help or something like that. He added that uh, people who are muscular have a harder time floating. He said they struggle because they are sinking. They can't float, so they depend on the body tone of a person. Uh, you could get that feeling that you're being sucked down because you really just can't float. Uh, if you're not familiar with the boat... And you're getting on and off the boat, and you can get tired just climbing onto the boat. You can fall back in. People hit their heads, things like that. Yeah, that's all true. If you've ever been in the water off to the side of a boat, and you look up at the boat, it looks, it looks like a skyscraper. It right? looks huge. And it can be it can be terrifying. And, and, I, and, and if the boat isn't designed in a way, for example, where there's an, a... a um, an outboard motor with a well in the back where you could possibly reach up and pull yourself up on that side. Right. Uh, it's almost impossible. Yeah. And you can you can get panicked. You know, you swim up to the wrong side of the boat and you realize you have to go to the opposite side, yeah. side of the boat. You swim around. The wind's blowing. The boat's moving. You're trying harder to move fast. And all and you of start a sudden, to panic. You get worn out. And yeah. then you take a mouthful of water. You take a lungful of water yeah. by accident. And it can it can complicate. Well, and you're trying there. to save your four-year-old. In yeah, this case. Yes. you know what I mean. If if you've then got a kid that you're trying to watch, yeah, out that for. too. So you might panic. Yeah, and, and then I remember it, the first time I went water so skiing, quickly. Preston. I was in the water. First time you get out. I mean, because I'd, I'd I'd been swimming, you yeah. know, and I'd, I'd been off the boat a little bit, but right. for some reason, when I did the water skiing thing, and I was tired, yeah, and trying to to pull myself up, I was like, oh my god, this is horrendous. Yeah, and if you go down a little bit, you're used to going into a pool where you can maybe push off the yep. bottom or something like that, and you're like, whoa, I went too deep, mm-hmm. and it can, yeah, it can, it can get away. It's from horrible, you. and that's why you got to wear a life vest, man. Uh, but he also said, you know, there are some cases where a one person's in the water starts to drown. Someone else jumps in to save the other person. The person drowning is saved and gets back on the boat, but the other person who jumped in to save them didn't make it back into the boat. That can happen as well. At least eight people have drowned in the lake, the most recent being 2008. Uh, And uh, so it's, you know, it's sad that it ended this way, and they can only speculate as to what had happened. Uh, moving on, in London's high court on Monday, Johnny Depp claimed that his then-wife Amber Heard had hit him with a, quote, haymaker punch <laughs> the same night he claimed she pooped in their bed and hours after he learned <laughs> that he'd lost $750 million. That's a bad day in Johnny so Depp's world. begins, it's about 7 o'clock, she poops in the bed, and then I tell her I lost nearly a billion dollars. <laughs> and then she, she punches me in the face, yeah. and then it's 8 o'clock. Uh, the pair are in we court. We put on Matlock. 
Uh, the pair are in court, obviously, as part of a Depp's libel case against Sun, who claims uh, falsely labeled him a wife beater. The paper and its lawyers, meanwhile, have set out to prove that he did beat Heard. Uh, the case has developed into a tell-all on their often fractious booze and drug-fueled marriage. It's it's the stuff that's coming out is highly embarrassing. So Depp explains. Uh, <laughs> Since Pirates of the Caribbean 2 and 3, he said, I had... She pipped in the bid. I said, and I had, and he goes, and this is ludicrous to have to say. It's quite embarrassing. Apparently, I had made $650 million. But on on his wife's 30th birthday in April of 2016, he had, quote, a bad meeting concerning his former business manager who had told the court had stolen, quote, stolen my money. That's what he said. The 57-year-old also said... I not only lost $650 million, but I was $100 million in the hole because they had not paid the government my taxes for 17 years. 17 years. So he's out $750 million. That's what he's saying, yeah. Uh, He copped to smoking pot after the meeting before attending his wife's party at their penthouse. They sneak some pit. Uh, Depp uh, told the court of the drug, it's a calming agent for me. There you go. Uh, David Sherborne said that a nurse at the party, Aaron Borum, made notes calling Depp coherent, sociable, and affectionate, while Heard appeared irritated, irritable and upset and angry with her husband because he was late. Is this the same night she pooped in the bed? I guess so, yeah. Listen, if he can put a smile on his face, it'd be hard. Think about you if, if Rochelle took a big dump in the in the bed and you yeah. had to go to a party yeah. afterwards. And I lost put, that $650 million. Yeah, yeah. what a night, man. <laughs> I remember when I, I lost I mean, a billion honestly, dollars. And... <laughs> I'm in no mood to go to this party. Yeah. I've lost nearly a billion dollars and you took a huge dump in the bed. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure your your wife would be understanding, right? I think so. I just lost a billion dollars. I don't really feel like going to a party tonight. I'll tell you what. Here's how I'm going to get back at you. I'm going to take a huge dump in our bed. Uh, while Heard accused Depp of throwing a magnum bottle of champagne at her and yanking her by the hair after leaving her a note that read, Happy effing birthday. Just to clarify, what the magnum was the size or was it a magnum PI label? No, it was a size. <laughs> okay. Uh, but on Monday, he claimed that he was the victim. Uh, in a secret recording she made after the incident, he said, You effing haymakered me, man. You came around the bed and effing to st- start punching on me. When asked to define haymakering, he said it's just ty- a type of wild swinging, kind of a roundhouse punch, as it were. It's a bit of a wild swing, but effective if it reaches its t- reaches the target. Wow. Uh, Depp's former personal assistant, Stephen Duders, also testified denying Heard's allegations that Depp threw things at her, slapped her, pushed a chair at her, and kicked her before passing out in the toilet of their private jet in 2014. He said that never happened. What a nightmare relationship. He said that Depp had sought to playfully tap her on the bottom with his foot. He told the court he had a clear view of the incident, and uh, Heard was very upset. Uh, he also admitted to occasionally scoring illegal drugs for Depp, Later this week, Depp's ex-fiance uh, Winona Ryder is expected to testify that he was never violent toward her. So she's going to take the stand on his behalf? Yes, so, as a wow. character witness of sorts. See the picture they posted yesterday of uh, Depp passed out with melted ice cream on his crotch? No. Yeah, no. yeah if you look for this, apparently <laughs> oh, he was... Oh so Heard clearly was collecting all sorts of stuff. Yeah. Constantly recording things and <laughs> taking pictures. And there's a picture of Johnny Depp with his head back. And melted ice cream all over his lap. Oh yeah! Wow. <laughs> I wonder if that's Pose. Uh, you know, kind of like my buddy when he passed out in college. He didn't actually pass out with skis on his feet. 
We just put them on his feet. And they they referenced that. Okay. <laughs> uh, by the way, when this legal tussle is over, fans have Depp's $50 million defamation suit against Heard in the U.S. to look forward to. Oh, so my God. We have years of this stuff ahead of us, folks. I mean, the, the, the home run so far, taking a dump in the bed. Yep, 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 yep. Uh, Prince Harry feels lost living in Los Angeles in the Aww. same way Meghan Markle did in the U.K., royal author has claimed. Uh, they have been staying with uh, their son Archie, Archie at Tyler Perry's $18 million Beverly Hills mansion. Tom Quinn told the Daily Star that while the Duke of Sussex doesn't hate L.A., he is struggling to find his role in the U.S., and that him getting swept up in Megan's positive energy has always been a problem in their relationship. It's got to be hard finding your way when you're, you know, you have no money. You're li- <laughs> yeah. You're just Try, starting out. Just starting out yeah. in life. You're living in Tyler Perry's mansion. Uh, You're Harry, part of the royal family. Harry does feel slightly lost because he is now ex- experiencing in America what Meghan was experiencing here, said Tom. He went on to explain that while Harry was swept along by Meghan's positive energy, when they tied the knot in May in 2018, he has since been struggling to fill the days in Los now Angeles. Now I'm freaking sick of it. Yeah, so. Always up, always positive. Hey, this is sad news. A guy named Grant Amahara. An electrical engineer and roboticist who hosted the popular science show Mythbusters and Netflix's White Rabbit Project has died. He was 49 years old. What happened? He had a brain aneurysm. Yeah, sad news. So, you know, that... That show has a, a, a very loyal audience. So, Cold following. Yeah. yeah. An electrical engineer and roboticist by training. He joined Discovery's Mythbusters in its third season, replacing Scotty Chapman, and was on the show until 2014 when he left with co-host Kerry Byron and Tori Belletti. I don't, I don't Which, know. Well, one of them died. One of the w- women died associated with the show as well. Yeah, she, she kind of did their... They're like stunt work. Yeah, remember? yeah. Um, he was really likable. He was a good host. He was he was funny and engaging. Yeah. And uh, it's uh, this really sucks. I mean, only forty nine. The trio would reunite in two thousand sixteen for Netflix's White Rabbit project, which lasted for one season on that MythBusters. Uh, Amahara used his technical expertise to design and build robots for the show, and also operated the computers and electronics that were needed to test myths. And uh, he also worked for. Um, Industrial Light and Magic as well, uh, and THX, and uh, he became chief model maker, specializing in animatronics, worked on uh, uh, some of the George Lucas Star Wars prequels, as well as The Matrix Reloaded, Matrix Revolutions, Galaxy Quest, whole bunch of movies, so uh, that's just sad news. So, I mean, aneurysm. did the aneurysm um, explode, or was he having surgery on it, or? Oh, I have no idea, Case. It sounds like it was just out of nowhere, like he just uh... it just happened, so sad news. Uh, Dina Lowen is making her wedding a family affair. I want everyone to be there. A month after the 57-year-old announced that she and boyfriend Jesse Nadler got engaged, she's revealing details about the upcoming ceremony. He's my soulmate. She confirmed her two daughters, Lindsay and Aliana, would be her maids of honor on her wedding day. And she also revealed her sons, Michael Lowen Jr. and Cody Lowen, will play a big role. I didn't know Lindsay had brothers. Yeah, I guess they do. You never hear about those guys. Yeah. Uh, D- Dina said... They must I'm, be sober. Dina said, I'm going off the grid. Lindsay and Allie are going to be my maid of honors because they're both angels and both my boys are going to walk me down the aisle together. Mm-hmm. That's going off the grid? Yeah, that's going off the grid. It's okay. just really yeah, bucking the trend of doing exactly what everyone else does. Okay. Uh, they both... Uh, been there and are such. I'm ama- going rogue. I'm a loose cannon. Are such amazing men and so kind to their women, and I can't even make it up. 
I can't even. I can't even. Uh, the mother. Maze balls. The mother. <laughs> you sue. Awesome song. Awesome song. <laughs> L O L. The mother of three also said that if anyone was to sing a wedding song for the couple at the event, that it would be Aliana. Uh, Dina first revealed. Uh, this is interesting. She first revealed. Her romance with Nadler last year, making headlines for the uniqueness of their relationship. As How the, so? The couple has never met in person or That's even right. FaceTimed, oh, get out. despite claiming to know each other for years. There were rumors that she was being, um, what? Cat, uh, what do they call it, catfish? Yeah. Mm. Right. Like uh, Manti Teo? Wait, yeah. so, so she's only seen pictures? Well, I, I don't know. the they, they may have, I think they've FaceTimed now, Kathy. Uh, Dina <laughs> I said, remember you actually reported on yeah, this here bizarre the, story. The pair have started to FaceTime, and they do plan to meet in person before the wedding. This mm-hmm. do- guys, don't worry. This will last, right? Yeah. <laughs> oh my God. Don't she worry. said, "Listen to this. Listen to this quote. We will meet way before. We aren't freaks or weirdos or like blind date, whatever right. those shows are." She said, "I know him. He knows me. We have no secrets. I love him for him. That's it. That's what it is." Okay. You got to be kidding me! I got love it. him you... for him, except I've never met him. They've never met, and they <laughs> they know each other so well. It is you could have. The most intimate correspondence with someone and open up every fiber of your soul to them. Yeah. But the first night you stay together, you can find out something that drives you up the freaking wall. And that you it. hate them. Yes. And, that, and, yeah. and because honestly, what you're doing is every time they communicate, they're putting their mm-hmm. best foot forward uh-huh. yeah. because it's a little presentation every time they're talking to each yeah. other. Have them just sitting on the couch with nothing to do when, by, they're, with, when they're with each other. Yeah. By the way, this online uh, relationship was on and off. So it was an on oh, and off no. internet relationship. I mean, also, you could be <laughs> with Are somebody. Are to our wedding? <laughs> I can't wait to watch this. Yeah. Wow. Uh, so she said, I wasn't. Uh, she said, by the way, um, uh, she opened up about their bond, saying that the close friendship they built has made their romantic relationship that much stronger. It wasn't anything deeper. We became really great friends. Oh my, listen, look at her track record. I got to know him and what he thinks in his mind. <laughs> what he thinks in his mind. Not what he thinks yeah. in his, you know, his like elbow. his pancreas yeah, or yeah. anything like that. Oh, my God. Wait, there's a picture of her showing off her ring, and um, she has, like, a trucker hat on, glasses, and she's, like, biting her finger. Could you imagine if your mom posted that? <laughs> Uh, she said, we were best friends before adding that sex is going to be even better. She How said, do you know? That's just a given. You just know when you know, Steve. That's what she said. You oh, just know listen, when you know. It's just a guess. Yeah. <laughs> but I think so. He sent me a picture of his dog. It looks okay. Uh, the couple isn't self-isolating together as Nadler's actually caring for his mother who is battling cancer. All right. Uh, because of the distance, Nadler proposed to Dina via FaceTime and mailed her the engagement ring. She told Entertainment Tonight last night. Last uh, Come on. So, yeah. You can see why people thought she was being catfished with this. This mm-hmm. is the exact way that those people proceed. By the way, this was all revealed on Celebrity Big Brother. <laughs> Seriously? Yes. I didn't even know that part of it. You want if you want to wonder why Lindsay is the way she right. is. I know. Man. Look at the parents. I know. I know. Uh, so now I didn't watch Empire. Um, an actor named uh, Brashear Gray was arrested on Sunday after being accused of domestic violence. According to TMZ, Gray has been accused of beating his wife for several hours. Oh my god! At their Goodyear, Arizona home. Who does he play? 
Uh, I don't know, Steve. Um, she also claimed that the actor strangled her, and she even lost consciousness at one point. The woman was transported to the hospital, treated for injuries, and later released. After a long standoff with cops, uh, Brashear, I guess it's B-R-Y-S-H-E-R-E is how you spell his first oh, name. Oh, okay. So, he, yeah, he's been on the show since the beginning. Was taken into custody and uh, booked into the Maricopa County Jail on three charges, felony aggravated assault, misdemeanor assault, misdemeanor disorderly conduct. Wow, that's messed up, man. Uh, Olivia Culpo, Jasmine Sanders, and Kate Bach grace the Sports Illustrated swimsuit issue cover of 2020. So they have three ladies on the cover mm-hmm. of the camera. Uh, Culpo, a former Miss Universe, says she says she her Carolina Panthers running back boyfriend, <laughs> okay. Christian McCaffrey, okay. yeah, uh, popped champagne to celebrate. Okay. This is the third year in the mag for Culpo. Uh, the shot took place in Bali in November. And I think there's a transgender. Uh, I believe there is. Yes. In the swimsuit issue this year. I tell you what, I've there's. It used to be so huge when this thing came out, and it, it's barely on my radar. Yeah. Yeah. It's a little different dynamic now. Uh, so James Vanderbeek paid tribute to his mother, Melinda. She passed away last week. The 43 year old shared news on social media, writing, uh, even though we knew this was coming. Uh, and actually thought we were at the end nearly a year and a half ago. I'm still in shock. I'm grateful she's no longer in pain. I'm sad. I'm angry. I'm relieved. All at once and in different moments. Uh, just trying to hold space and allow for it all. Uh, he and his wife, Kimberly, share five children, by the way. And he said that she was an icon to them and so many others. Did his wife just have a miscarriage? I believe that was, yeah. yeah. He's going through a lot. Yeah, he is going through a lot. So sad news out of that camp. I'm trying to go good, bad, good, bad. No, I appreciate that. Uh, in these stories. How yeah, about Good, this? bad, if you started with poop, then good, then bad, then moron, Lowen, <laughs> yeah. and uh, then sad, and now we're going to good. I, well, I started with really bad because it was the drowning. Oh, uh, so, yeah, okay, yeah. all right. Well, then. I, but, but how about this? After years of being a strict vegetarian, Denise Richards eats meat and fish. Oh, Wow. Good news. That is good news. Meat and fish a lot now. Yeah, she's eating meat and fish a lot. That's right now. (laughs) Congratulations. Uh, She tells Women's Health. She's eating freaking fish. (laughs) They were married at one point, right? Meat. Yeah. (laughs) They were. They were married for a while. She tells Women's Health. I was a vegetarian for years, and one day, not that long ago, I started eating a little more, like, protein, and like it actually protein. felt good. Freaking awesome. I felt like I was full in a healthy way. Uh-huh. That's it. That's oh, it. That's all she got. says. Mm-hmm. She did relay a story one time where she had <laughs> invited Charlie Sheen over for Thanksgiving dinner. This is after they were separated, and he had a hooker waiting out in the car while he ate his meal. Yeah, I remember that. Remember that story? Yeah. How sweet. On a separate note, Mm -hmm. uh, I have a friend who was a vegetarian for years uh, and recently started um, eating, like, mostly just chicken. But she said, I'm sick of always feeling hungry and having a headache. I was like, but after all that time, like, she still got, was still hungry and, and, you know, it gave her headaches from not eating it. Who's the biggest loser host? The trainer who, um... Gillian uh, Michaels? Had, no, had the heart attack. We had him on the uh, show. Oh, Bob. Yeah, Bob. Yeah, so Bob yeah. was a was a vegan, I think, for the longest time, and then finally he said, "I, I think I need to eat meat," yeah. and 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 left it. Yeah, I think there are some bodies that it, it, it just doesn't work well with uh, when you're you know when you go into that diet, and some people can be great with it. So. Some people don't want to meet the people they're marrying until the last second. <laughs> yes, true. Right. Yeah, some Roll. people take a dump in their bed. <laughs> it's, all, it's a big. The world is a tapestry. That's right. Uh, so Tamara Mowry Housley has announced that she's leaving the real Steve. No. 
seven years as a co-host. Yeah, for reals. If any show cuts to the chase and gives you the information you can use throughout the day, it's the reels. Uh, she wrote via Instagram, for seven years my home and heart has been at the reel. Oh, those are my bays. The friendships that I made there will last a lifetime. If you ever... If you ever want to put on a show and have no fear that you're actually going to get caught up in it, put this show on. Uh, She said, and the people that I've had the blessing to interview have changed my life for the better. They make the talk look like 60 minutes. Uh, She added to my fellow host, I love you, I will miss you, and I will always be there for you. I love you. Thank you for (laughs) that. You've been like my sisters and my family for so long. She said, thank you for teaching me, supporting me, and loving all of me, sisters forever. See? Mm-hmm. Yep, you hit it. Sisters, yep. man. Yep. All right, and then one last story. The Bold and the Beautiful has been back in production for two weeks and is set to return to air on CBS. Was this? Now, you were reporting on The Bold and the Beautiful. They were handling... Um, romance on screen by using dummies. I think they were talking about that with all of the the, yeah. the, the current soaps. There's only like four of them, I think. And now we're not wrong. talking mannequins. We're just talking stupid people. No, we're talking mannequins. <laughs> take the risk. Uh, the iconic Hey, you're stupid. Will return with originals. <laughs> uh, Doug Kitter. On July 20th, the new episodes will feature cast editions Tanner Novlin, who will play Steffi's doctor and love interest John Finn Finnegan. My name is John Finn Finnegan. Doctor John (laughs) Finn Finnegan. I think I know why you have that rash on your face. You've been making out with a mannequin. What's your name again? John Finn Finnegan. No. Doctor John John Finn Finnegan. JFF. (laughs) This rash you have on your face, I think I know what it is. Have you been making out with a mannequin? Well, yes, I know I'm emotionally detached, and I find it hard to... Don't. Don't say it. You're you're a rosebud. You're a beautiful flower. You've got so much more going on. And that's coming from John Finn Finnegan. (laughs) Doctor. Doctor. John Finn Finnegan. Doctor lawyer, if I want to be more specific. Uh, And while uh, Delon Demetz joins Zandy Forrester Dominguez, Eric Forrester's uh, grandson. As Frank Fing Farley. The Bold and Beautiful was the first U.S. broadcast series to return to production on stage with strict COVID protocols in place. I'd like to see a soap opera like that film the way they, because they're, I mean, they just keep rolling. I would love to see that, actually, yeah. Yeah. Did you Uh, just F a mannequin? (laughs) It looked like it. I mean, you're a doctor. Yeah. You would know, right? I, I, no, you can't do that. Yeah. You'll get chafe marks on your wee-wee. Uh, we need to get right to the clips, and that's what we're going to do right now. Tough as Nails is a reality competition series where the resiliency of the contestants is put to the test by working on various job sites. In this clip... Jonathan uh, Finnegan? No, Phil Kean. Uh, discusses how the show is a great tribute to those working in the trades. My grandfather being a carpenter, my other grandfather being a mechanic and also a gunsmith, the pride that I see him taking his work when he would hand the rifle over to somebody after he'd bedded it and done it on so meticulous with everything he did, I'm just trying for us to to put a spotlight on that. Whatever. Tough as nails airs tomorrow at 8 o'clock on CBS. <laughs> Pierre seems to have no interest in that show. Next clip. Contestants have to make it through a series of obstacles without getting caught by professional taggers in Ultimate Tag. 
In this clip, co-host J.J. Watt discusses how competing on the show is much harder than it may seem. I think it's a whole lot harder than people expect it to be. Our professional takers are unbelievable athletes, and these courses are just brutally tough. So I think that while we sit back and watch it from afar, it looks like something that would be a lot of fun until you get run down by a professional tagger. Whatever. <laughs> uh, I do need to see that. There, right? I, I've watched it, and they have a um, they have a um, a fitness model of um, with dark hair. I think the, the women on it are very attractive, but right up your alley. Oh yeah, oh, yep. yeah. love the uh, the fit models. Uh, Ultimate tag airs tomorrow nine o'clock. That is on Fox. And there you go. That's uh, your entertainment report. Told you there was a lot there today. There was a lot. Um, in fact, some stuff I didn't even get to. We'll save some for tomorrow. Uh, we're going to take a break. We have a couple of guests on the program. Alex Winter, who you may know from Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure. And also Will Sasso will be joining us. And he's got an AB series to talk about. So we got a few things going on this morning. We'll take a break. Come back in just a moment. Make sure you stay, stay close. We've got stuff to give away as well. Glad you asked. Cage the elephant. Larkin Poe. Rival sons. We move through the world like shooting stars across the sky. More of everything that rocks. I'm 93.3 WMMR. With this beautiful weather and, uh, you know, the warmer conditions over the past uh, few weeks um, and pools opening up and things like that, we, we had this terrible story of uh, Naya Rivera drowning. Um, and it, it's just, it was it was baffling because it's a lake. It's, she wasn't in the ocean. It wasn't like rip currents or anything like that. And... Uh, we were, you know, they're they're saying that possibly she had just not realized that she maybe she got too far away from the boat and tried to come back, or she was concerned about her son and you got worn out and you had a cramp and you go down. Um, but I wanted to see, you know, because I remember when I was a kid one time, uh, it was before I could swim. Yeah, and I guess I and I, I only remember little bits and pieces because I was maybe I don't know four, three, four years old or whatever, and I jumped in uh, an area that was too deep and didn't know. And I was panicked because yes. like, I didn't know how to swim. I did not know how to bring myself back up to the surface, and I just remember being yanked up out of the water. It's it's such an it's such an essential thing to learn. Yes, you've got to do it. And there was yeah. you know they there was they were showing a class the other day on uh, the news, Preston, where they have the like the babies and the really young kids are trying to get them used to that. I think the sooner you can learn, the better off you're going to be because. The inclination to panic when you get in the water mm-hmm. is is so overwhelming, and I think so many times that's what claims these people's lives. Yeah, and not that I want to—I don't really want to take calls from people who've had loved ones drown no. or anything along those lines. You know but, that happens. But if you have, you know, if you remember struggling and you're like, "Oh my God," you yeah. know, I'm I'm terrified. Another time that happened to me is I was uh, at a public where a, a, a club pool that we went to, and was swimming in the deep end. I, I jumped off the diving board. And I was still coming up, and some idiot oh. jumped in on top of me. Oh, man. Landed on me, knocked the wind out of me. You ever had the wind uh, knocked out of you? Yeah, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Terrifying. Yeah. You cannot breathe. You can't take in air. So I get the wind knocked out of me underwater. Uh, a, um, a lifeguard came and got me, Oof. dragged me out. Dove in and got you? Yeah, dove in yeah. and got me, wow. and I, I get up out of the water, and I still could not breathe. I couldn't take in air. 
Uh, they had me lay on my back, and eventually it settled me down, and I was able to breathe. Right. Scared. I thought I was going to die. Quick yeah. question. So, yeah. and this is something that I, that I'm I'm concerned with about. So, say you're in the situation and you're not a lifeguard, and someone's in the water like that. What's the best way to? You guys have done it, right? I was a lifeguard. Right. Yeah. Uh, what's the best way to help someone out of the water? I mean, well, how, it, it, how do you grab them? To get them out in the most effective way possible, because when someone's panicking, yeah. they can take you down. Well, well yeah, that's, yeah, that's, that's the whole process. Uh, there's a thing called suck, tuck, and duck, which yeah, if you want, it's a great movie. I know, uh, and and so that is uh, a lot of times, um, if somebody's panicking, they don't know, and and they basically attack. Yeah, they're they're, trying to grab you. Uh, yeah, they attack. The, they're almost trying to climb up you. Right? Yeah, they're, yeah, they're they're basically attacking the person that's trying to save them. So essentially, you suck in air, you tuck, and then you duck, and you have to obviously protect yourself first, right? So um, I guess you know your best bet is to come up behind them, you know, do a double armpit grab, right? And so you grab them by both their armpits and from from behind. So from there's behind. also a way across, to turn them yeah. to turn them around. So if they're coming at you and they want to they want to wrap their arms around you, right. you're supposed to go under the water and you actually there's a way to turn them around so you can approach right. them from behind. Okay. Right. I mean so there's a whole you know, when you're doing lifeguarding tests, like you have to uh, there, there's part of the test where you're treading water in the, in the deep end, and then your instructor it comes up behind you and basically attacks you, and you know, so you got to try and get your way out of there. Um, Let me so, ask you guys, how different do you uh, think the the training is from uh, pool lifeguarding versus beach lifeguarding? Not much. Okay. I actually was just talking to our beach lifeguard about it, and you basically. Uh, what she was telling me was that she had to get a pool certification first, right? And then they end up doing, like, ocean exercises and, and all that. It would so. seem to I me like ocean the, is a lot more dangerous, but I don't know. I mean, oh, yeah. Red, red cards and things like that. Right? Yeah. It's a lot more training. Like, I think right. those those lifeguards, conti- I think, continually train, you know, like, each morning before they uh, even go to their shift. If, he, if you're interested, Nick, um, Mitch Buchanan is the okay. absolute yeah. best. Yeah, that guy's good. <laughs> this guy <laughs> runs a Baywatch. <laughs> but, no, uh, but you're, I, it, you're talking about panic. And, and so, Kath, I don't know if you had ever taught swim lessons or anything like yeah. that, but like, uh, you know, anything, if I could impart any sort of information, it is to try to, and I did this with my own children, remain calm at all times and remember that inside your body, you have, uh, you have a life vest. You have buoyancy. And yeah. you, if, if you have air in your lungs... Mm-hmm. You will be able to float as long as you stay calm, right? Yes. So, and so if you, if you, Steve, you have a pool, right? Yeah. Sit, on, you know, float on top of your pool and slowly let the air out of your lungs, and you will see that your body slowly sinks to the bottom of the pool. People don't remember that. People don't though. remember and, that. In that so, moment of panic, and it comes yeah. on you so quickly, and it might very well be what happened in this case. And, and any tips for? Is it just? Does that only it, come? It, with stay just, calm. Just pool time and swim time. It, and you it, got to practice it, it is just stay calm like if you know that you can swim and and you know so when i did yeah. a couple of sprint triathlons i don't like swimming in the ocean right yeah. i don't like i'm a pool swimmer i don't like swimming in lakes really yeah. um but w- i remember the first time i did the sprint triathlon it was in sea isle city i started bugging just a little bit and then i it was like remember your training remember your training <laughs> you know you can swim for an hour straight you've done that blah 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 so, the fall <laughs> calm down and and so that's that's the mantra is like just stay calm yeah. just stay calm now, I suit you know what I do practice that Casey in my own pool yeah. I, will, I will practice what if it's like if I can't move my arms or legs mm-hmm. how do I stay neutral afloat? floating yeah. yeah and try to just stay above and take breaths and relax and then hopefully your muscles you know can uh, can get into shape where you can use them again so I can I've done where you're where you're floating and your body is basically fully submerged, but my my face right. is, is up. 
Yeah. yeah. And and I assume that's something that that uh, I guess if they say depending on on muscle or whatever, I I mean I I float pretty well. Yeah. You know, I, I don't know if uh, but I think a lot of people it just comes down to that split second Panic, and when once that sets in, you're going to go down like a rock. Yeah. One thing that I, I mean, and this is, I don't know, I, I'm assuming they still teach this, but something that I teach Jace from the very beginning when he first went into the pools, when you get tired, is to float. So like that was one of the yep, first right. things mm-hmm. I tried to help him with was learn to float because if you get tired, ocean pool, any body of water, just turn on your back and, right. and float. Straight, and that honestly, straight with your kids, that to me is, we were. We were told you have before you go into a you have to learn how to swim. We've got to make sure that we've overseen your ability to do this in the water or at least tread water yeah. before you do it. Else, you're risking a lot. There's also like uh, if you suppose you fall in right into right. a lake or an ocean or whatever, and you're wearing you an know, Iron Man costume. You're not wearing that would be terrible. Yeah, be I, terrible. I, actually, I got I got nothing for you there. But suppose you're wearing jeans. Yeah. There's a way to turn your jeans actually into a life vest because yeah. right. you know they're they're so thick that you can actually take them uh, to a local clothing place, have them seal up the pants legs, <laughs> yes. and pump. No, but you're right. I've seen that happen. In yeah. fact, this, you can do the, it. The Navy SEALs and stuff will mm-hmm. do that. They taught us that in scouts. Uh, yeah, yeah, it's pretty easy to do actually. Yeah. But um, uh, yeah, and there, you know, it, it, you had mentioned in the. Um, uh, the sheriff's office was saying that uh, you know when you when you have a boat and Steve, you said the same thing as well. You're swimming around a boat. You swim up to that boat, even like a small, like eighteen foot or something like that. Looking up from the water, you're like that thing is huge, and you can't reach all the way up and you grab can't. hold. You and get can't. Up there. There's got to be a ladder That's that you have to get a hold of. Open water, or any of those movies, they 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 prey on that that thing. You know, you you fall off the boat. And you you can't get back in. Yeah, you yeah. can't get back in. We were uh, scuba diving, and of course you're you know <clears throat> you've got a tank and all the you know and right. snorkel and everything in, in case you get into some precarious situation. But I remember one time trying to get back onto a boat on the ladder, and the boat was moving. You know, so it's it's a little bit funky, and eventually you get your foot up on that thing, and then after you know swimming for the last half hour underwater, I'm trying to pull myself up onto this boat. Plus, I've got the weight of the tank. And yeah, yeah, yeah. There, but I'm like. Dude, I don't. I don't know if I can get myself back up on this thing. Yeah. And you start to go, "Oh God, <laughs> uh, no!" Yeah. And so when we did, we did the the cliff jump in Jamaica. Yeah. I think we, you know, yeah. you, you go off, you do the whole thing. There was a fairly decent chop that day. Yeah. And the boat was climbing up and down. I mean, it was rocking up and down, Preston. And the same thing. You've you've done this whole thing. You swim you swim over to the boat. You're trying to get get to a point where you can access that ladder as it's bobbing up and down, yeah. and you start to go, oh no! Yeah. And when you feel that, you can feel yourself starting to panic, and then you go into this downward spiral. Unfortunately, a f- friend of mine started to see me do that and reached out and grabbed my hand, and it was wow. able to help me aboard. Uh, let me get some calls here. I'm going to go to Amy. Hi, Amy. Good morning. Good morning, everyone. Hey, what's up, Amy? So um, I actually still have nightmares about this, but we were at a local swim club and my daughter was four and she wanted to go down the tube slide. So I thought it was a good idea. I wasn't even thinking about it, but I put her on my lap and we went down the slide, not even thinking that when I hit that water, it was going to be deep water. And as soon as right when I got off the edge of that slide, I went, oh, crap. And I held her above my head. I was underwater. And I remember thinking, just please, God, someone grab her, someone grab her. And 
someone did. The lifeguard came over, grabbed her, and just casually says, yeah, you probably shouldn't do that. <laughs> yeah. No kidding. God, so, God bless those lifeguards, yeah. man. So she, she couldn't swim, and your, your, first, your concern is just to keep her head above water. So you're underwater holding her up. Yes. And probably not knowing exactly where you need to go to. Cause, I, yeah. I had no idea. I, wow. I, pray, I prayed in my head, please, somebody grab her. Oh, my God, somebody grab her. And I remember saying, I don't care if I die. Someone save her. Well, wow. that's, you know, that, that's, that's actually <laughs> happened, uh, you know, uh, uh, Amy, that uh, – and over the past couple of weekends, we've had a couple of people die while saving other people. Oh, yeah. yeah. This, this, in the this river. young man who just did yeah. it. Oh, my God. Saved saved his friends, and then yeah. he died. At the shore. Yeah. yeah. Another Thanks, one in Amy. the river. Did either one of you guys ever have to jump in and, and pull somebody out? The only... Oh, yeah. I had, to, I had to pull people out, but not, like, overly serious. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, they weren't where drowning. I, they weren't drowning. Like, it was, like, struggling. a little kid who they went down the slide. They made poor fashion choices. No, <laughs> no, like, a little kid went down the slide, and same thing. Probably didn't realize it was as deep as it was, or, you know, just got a little nervous by the slide. And, and any adults? Anybody who, who really kind of put up a bit of a struggle? I went in once for an adult, but same thing. It was not, like... Uh, oh. You know, a true, you know, emergency. I right. went in to help because he was struggling a little bit, but really he could just put his feet down and stand. Yeah. You know, oh like it wasn't. God. Yeah, it wasn't that. I've uh, you know. had those as a kid where yeah. you go, "I'm gonna die," and then you put your feet down. And you go, "Oh, yeah. I'm in the shallow end." Yeah, like I was able to pull him to where he could stand. I'm like, "Just put your feet down. Just put your feet down." And he was like, "Oh, okay, thank you." I <laughs> went in for one kid one time because he was taking his uh, deep water test, yeah. and he got tired and scared. And that was the only time I actually, as a lifeguard, went in. I actually saved a kid at Dorney Park, though, uh, when I was in the wave pool. The kid just didn't, he didn't know how to swim, and he yeah. went, got him oh, way man. too deep, and I could see it in his face. I'm like, oh, this kid's about to drown. So I grabbed him and, and pulled him out. under the water. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah, no, no, I did not oh, do okay. that, Nick. Did anybody save uh, his life? <laughs> anybody see what happened? And no. Thank you. Did he? No, he was a kid. He was. Ladies like, and gentlemen, international radio star Casey Foster has just saved a child in our wave pool. I mean, looking back at it, he was like four years old, and I brought him to the shore, whatever you want to call it. Um, there, there's no parent there, right, you know, right. like yeah. that nobody saw him. That nobody's <laughs> keeping an eye on him. No. It's, it's, it's like what, dude? Listen, I, I have a hard time at the beach watching like my own kids swim, and 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 then I like I'm watching everybody else's kids as well. You know, like if I see like a little kid in the surf, yeah. I'm like, all right, where, where's this person's parent? You know, well, I, you look I, away I, for like. Five seconds, and you can lose track of your kids oh, yeah. so oh, fast. Yeah. You know, and, and it just, and then they're they're one of a hundred kids in in the water at that point. Uh, I want to go to Todd. He was in a triathlon and got in some trouble. Hey, Todd. Good morning. Good morning. How you guys doing? Good. What's up, buddy? So I uh, before kids about six years ago, I was you know burning all my free time training for triathlons and stuff like that, and got pretty good, decent enough. Um, they, and when some I'm ready for this race, and they break you out into classes, usually based on age. Um, and or if you're like me, if you're over 225 pounds, they call you Clydesdale. And they oh, you're a Clydesdale, huh? Yeah. Well, you know, in, in some ways. Um, and um, so I'm like, I'm in this group with a bunch of fat dudes and old dudes, and I'm like, okay, I'm <laughs> I'm I'm a I'm 24, 25. I'm gonna take out, get a get a strong lead here, and just get out of the water first. It's gonna be a good start. Well, it turns out, like, these 45-year-old dudes have teenagers who can take care of themselves, and they're in really good shape. <laughs> so I, I start tearing out trying to keep up with these guys, and I, every time I came up for air, I was getting a splash of someone's water in my face. Yeah, so yeah. I, yeah, I, I know like, exactly what you're talking about because <clears throat> I've done it a couple of times, and 
Does I don't it, know, it makes Todd. You panic? Well, Todd, were you trying to like win? Um, because when I, I was like not as um, competitive, competitive, right? So when I, when I got off, like you know, either um, from the beach or from the side of the river. I was. I made sure that I maintained my distance right off the bat. It sounds like it sounds yeah. like you were in it uh, to win it, Todd. I, I thought I was. Yeah. Like, I, I, I had no shot. There were these like twenty-two-year-old, <laughs> like hundred and fifty-pound guys that were just gazelles, and you know they smoked me. But I tell you what, I was. I have never panicked like that in my life. I was like, I, I almost called the guy over. Was like, can you get me? He came over, and then I realized I was being a girl because it was only like six feet deep. <laughs> <laughs> but you don't know. You don't know, and yeah. then and then that's that's how. But, but that, that's a that's a point lesson for this is that if you don't know, and that panic sets in, you can yeah. you can drown in, in, a, in a foot in a, two feet of water. It's not. It doesn't yeah. make oh, a difference. Yeah. How did you gain your composure? Uh, I, I the guy. I, the person on the little paddle board actually came over, and I was like, I'm too cheap to quit four minutes into this race, so I just need to keep going. I'm not going to – like, I, I was like, I'd rather drown than actually waste <laughs> You just have to remember that you've been training for this for months and months and months, and you can swim longer than four minutes. Yeah. You right. Know? Exactly. But I you... drank half that pond, man. Oh, yeah. man. Yeah. Yeah. I did that in the Schuylkill. Like, I swear yeah. to God, it was probably – I might have been like four or five strokes into the race when I took an entire mouthful of water and swallowed the scoop. I was like, spam. Oh, I may actually die before the end of this race. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Or yeah, get superpowers. Like... Yeah, but you might actually get kicked in the face. And that's that's that for me, that was um the biggest thing. I'm like, I don't want to get I don't want to get punched Thanks, or kicked God. by, you know, another swimmer. And yeah. so that's why I wanted to maintain my distance. Yeah, that makes total sense. It's gotta get chaotic out there with all those people. It can. Yeah. It can. Uh, let me go next to Jordan was in search and rescue in the Navy. Uh, hi, Jordan. You're on the air. Good morning. Good morning. You guys rock. Thank ah! you, man. I appreciate it. So you were, you were part of a search and rescue team in the Navy? Yes, I was. I was search and rescue to about 2015 to 2018, something like that. Okay. So, uh, were you, uh, were you a diver? Would you go into the water to, to search uh, and rescue people? Search for and yeah. rescue people? Yeah, I would. And I actually, I drowned once during uh, training the one time. They had a uh, underwater, they had to pass, like, the you, know, you ever see, like, the buds training where you had to do the underwater swim and everything? Right. And the one, the one day they're like, if you don't pass this underwater swim, you're you're not going to be a search and rescue swimmer. And I was like, turned to my buddy, I said, hey, I'm passing the swim. Sure enough, passed out halfway through, but they said the, the momentum of my body swimming. I touched the wall on the other side, so I technically passed. Oh, oh my God. God! So you passed. You passed a test while you were drowning. Uh, yeah. Well, you don't really drown if you just stay calm. Like you said, if you just stay calm. Um, so I never really drowned. I just passed out. Did so, they, so, and they had to pull you out. Yep. So Jordan, what? What? How does that? How fast were you swimming that the momentum uh, carried you? Well, when you have all those, those like gear on the fins, the wetsuit, everything, you're pretty, you're, you're cruising along underwater. All right, Jesus. So oh, Preston and I are both world record holders, right? Yes, yes. for dumpster pool swimming. <laughs> yes. Uh, that's wild, though, Jordan, because I'm wondering if they're sitting there going, no, wait, hold on, he's going to make it. Yeah. He's, he's, you just let him coast a little bit further and he passes. <laughs> he's got it. He's got it. Did you he take, got it. Did you take any water into your lungs? 
I don't think so. I just remember waking up on the side of the pool, and I, they usually make you wait underwater for the rest of your team to get to the other side of the pool. So it doesn't oh. matter if you get there mm-hmm. as quick as you can, or as long as you can, just wait for everyone else to get there. So, so I, they probably were just waiting for me to come up. Like, oh, wow. So he Charlie, probably passed out like right at the end. Right, it had yeah. to be. It had to be. So yeah. would you be one of the guys like like during a storm or something? If if, if people are you know you you. Like in uh, uh, Perfect Storm or whatever, when they <laughs> they drop the uh, the the, uh, the rescue guys into the water to go swim and rescue people, is that what you would do? Pretty much. They made us watch that movie a few times. Oh yeah. Hey Jordan, did you ever see a movie uh, called The Guardian with uh, Kevin Costner? Yeah, I have. Uh, what did you think of that movie? Pretty good. Pretty good movie. Is, okay. it, is it accurate? Yeah, pretty accurate actually. I I, I could I, never. I like that movie. It's a great it, movie. It was. I, but, I couldn't. Mm-hmm. No, are yeah. you kidding me? I, I, yeah. I, yeah, thanks, Jordan. I, I could I could do it at a like a bathtub. I there's think. A, <laughs> there's at yes. one point where you know, Steve, you talked about the struggling the yeah. person that you're trying to save. Where Costner's character, and this is a movie, obviously, yeah. he just punches the dude right. and knocks him out because he's going to kill both of both them yeah. if yeah. he doesn't do something about it. This might be a stupid question, but have you guys ever seen a lifeguard along a uh, river or a creek like no. uh, Perkyoman no. or, or... A lake, yes, river? but never... Yeah, lakes have them. Like Marsh Creek, I believe, has them. But, uh, you know, occasionally, uh, not occasionally, uh, more often than you should, you read about drownings along Pennypack Creek and places like that. Yes, yeah. Like, but, you know, it's a moving body uh, of yeah, water, so I just totally. don't see... You know, unless you got them every, you know, 500 yards or something like unless, that. Or unless or a designated swimming area. Yeah. You know? and there, are, there are designated swimming areas. And there are parts of the the the, uh, the river that are so filthy you could just walk across. Right? <laughs> <laughs> right? right? You just pull yourself up on the garbage uh, and stand up. All right, do you want a Dad Romano story? Yes, yes. <laughs> yes please. So it just Who reminded me. do this time? Well, it just reminded me when you said that movie, he punched the guy. Um, so according to my father, uh, he had to save somebody. Uh, he was, I think, on Jones Beach, and uh, the guy was drowning, and he went out, and the guy was, he said he was pulling me under, so my dad said he, he clocked him, punched him in the face, knocked him out, pulled him ashore, <laughs> And then called nine one one. Yeah, maybe. Come yeah. on. Again, you have to as the rescuer, you have to protect yourself first. You're clearly the stronger of the two. Yeah. And if you're, you know, getting knocked out yourself, then oh, yeah, you're, I yeah. had sex with Janice Joplin. <laughs> what? Huh? It just calms down automatically. <laughs> really? He's in awe. Wait, what? Um, Do tell. I have another story, too. Oh, it, yes. it doesn't relate. It's just water-related. Do you want me to give it to water you? Water? Was it your dad? Yeah, it was my dad. Yeah, I'll tell you real quick. He said the worst pain uh, he's ever felt. You know, he, he broke his femur, like literally yeah. snapped it in half uh-huh. uh, not that long ago. Uh, he said that was second to when the surfboard punctured uh, one of his testicles. No! And he had to be airlifted <laughs> off of the beach. <laughs> <laughs> surfboard punctured his nut? And they had to, they had to airlift him oh, off of the know, beach. Oh you honestly, genu- you should interview him. Like, sit down with I a know, camera and, and, and record yeah. some of these stories for posterity because they're, they're priceless. No, you're right. You're right. I wow. was saving that nut for Mama Cass. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Let me let me get a couple more calls. Wow, we have some good calls up here. Uh, I'm going to go to Lou. Hey, Lou. Who's Lou? It is Lou. <laughs> it's Lou. I wasn't sure. How you doing, Lou? Oh, yeah. I'm doing great, Preston. How you doing? What's up, Steve? How are you, man? Hey, Casey. Hey, Lou. What's up, Lou? Come on. What about Nick? All right. Well, listen. I was out in Lake Tahoe with a bunch of, with a couple friends of mine, right? Yeah. And I told them, I said, now pay attention to me because I have done this before. I said, you're not going to know it, but I'm going to jump off the boat. Well, 
I did, okay, <laughs> in the middle of Lake Tahoe. But I jumped opposite, facing the other way. The water hit me in the stomach, knocked the wind right out of me. Oh my now I'm looking up at the, t- at the, uh, the surface, and I'm thinking, how am I going to get back up there? And I think it <laughs> felt like to me was like an act of God. Something pushed me back up to. So now I, I get to the surface, and they're still going. <laughs> and I'm like, turn around. <laughs> they realized that I jumped off and they came back around. But just like Preston said earlier, oh my God. the boat seems so high. Yeah, yeah. And and, I'm like, how am I going to get back up on this boat? And it was 55 degree water. Yeah. Uh, it was not a good decision. Lou, let me tell you something. And you can verify this. And Preston, you'll, you'll echo this as well. So if you are doing that or you're water skiing, you yeah. do anything like that and you go down in the water. Yep. And the boat circles around, yeah. it seems like an hour. Absolutely. And it I've seen, and like, like Lou hour. was saying, because we used to ski a lot when I was a kid, and, and when we were younger, you're a little bit lighter, and the, the driver of the boat may not realize you need to have a spotter or, or, yes. and, and a mirror as well. But sometimes not everybody's paying attention. Oh, yeah. They're not paying and attention to crazy Lou. You're like, I fell. I'm in the middle of yeah. the lake here, man. Yeah. Uh, it is. Yeah, that weight is a little scary. Even yeah. though you've got a vest on, it's still pretty scary. Uh, so, okay. yeah, that must have that must have freaked you out a bit, Lou. It freaked me out. Yes, it did. <laughs> All right. Well, be, hey, don't Casey. do crazy stuff, Lou. Casey, when are you coming by the house? Dude, I drive by or ride by all the time, man. Although this past weekend I was at 3rd and Surf. I, I, I went down the Surf. I didn't go down New Jersey. This weekend I'm going to ride by, and I'm going to yell. I'm going to yell. Who's Lou? Yell. I've been waiting for you right between New York and New Jersey. Oh, well, now I know. Okay, I thought you were between Central and New Jersey. Got you. No, between New York and Jersey. I got you. I got you. I'm going to buy you a hot dog, Lou. You got it, Dave. All right. right. Take care, Lou. We'll see you later, man. I wonder if Lou and my dad ever hung out. Take it easy, man. He probably flew him off the beach when he busted his 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 ball. Lou was the one your dad punched in the face. (laughs) Oh, my God. Uh, when it, there's people who have been on hold for a long time. Let me see if I can get another quick calls. Uh, I'm going to go to uh, Jason. Hi, Jason. Good morning. Hey, good morning. Hey, Jason. Uh, former Navy? Yes. Yeah, I was uh, I was in the Navy about 19. I was stationed down in Puerto Rico, um, actually training to, to go to Buzz, to go to SEAL training. So I was a really, really good swimmer. Yeah. I was out on a training swim out in the ocean, and a storm kicked up, and waves kicked up. It got really dark. I lost sight of land. And, uh, you know, for, for a while there, I thought, uh, I thought that was it for me. Um, I started, started swimming for, for a little bit, trying to get back to land, even though I couldn't see it and, and then figured that I might has very well have been just swimming out to sea. So yeah. I, uh, I, yeah, so I stopped and just decided to ride out the storm for, for a while. And um, so you just tre- you were treading water, riding out the storm and you had no idea which direction to swim in. Yeah, I figured, you know, it was either I was either going to drown or end up back in Jersey, one or the other. <laughs> I guess, so, listen, if if there's a storm, you have zero orientation. I mean, yeah. you don't even have the sun to look at. Right? And, and, Jason, you'll verify this after spending years out on the water boating when we were growing up. It is so uh, disorienting. You, you, you'll you hear sounds. You'll think you're closer to the shore than you are. It You're, you're constantly being distracted. It's, it's, it's a weird thing that happens out on the water. And I guess you have to get really good, especially if you're in SEAL training, to get your bearings. Yeah, and 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 like you said, there was there was nothing to even use to get bearings. So that's and that's when I decided, like I said, just to kind of ride it out. And, and thankfully, it was a a quick moving storm. Maybe you know, fifteen twenty minutes went by, 
and I didn't get too far out to sea, but I was still probably about a half a mile away. Mm. It, it, I then had to swim back, you know, so. Yeah. But yeah, so, that's probably the scariest I've ever been on the water. So did you just try to conserve energy and, and while you waited out the storm and float or? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I just I, you know, laid, laid back on my back yeah. and, and, and ride the waves. You know? I guess that's got to be one of the hardest things the decision to make is like, I, you know. Rather than fight this, yeah, just let me kind of try to stay afloat and hope. <laughs> you know what sucks though. You yeah. know what sucks in the water. Thanks, and J- Jason. J- Jason could verify this in a moment. When when you're when you're treading water out in the ocean, and the waters warm up to a little uh, to like a, maybe a foot and a half down, and you, your your legs start to go down into colder water. It's yeah, like, oh, it's and called, there's sharks down there. And there's the it's, sharks. It's, yeah. it's, it's called the thermal climb. Yeah, and yeah. there's there's a level at which the temperature and the water changes, and and uh, it it freaks me out more actually in in a lake for yeah, some reason. Yeah. Does it? Because it feels like I'm over an abyss. Yeah, it feels like all of a sudden you know. Yeah, Casey. And I always think that's monster. where the snakes live. No, right, the snakes. They right. Do. That's yeah. where water the snakes, snakes live. Yeah, ocean snakes in yeah. the abyss. Water. And there's then no. if you go even further, there are aliens down there. I'll tell you when when I had when I got really I, I used to swim all the time and would swim out in the ocean. I yeah. do it all the time. And there was a cove where these yachts would um, would anchor, and they you know it's in the Long Island Sound. Do you remember you know Eaton's Neck, Kathy, where the Coast Guard station is? Oh Long, yeah, yeah, yeah. So there was a cove in there, and the the yachts would be there, and I would swim off the beach and swim. I don't. I must have been out. Under. I'd swim under Jesus. the yacht. No way. With my back down <laughs> and like crawling on the crawling bottom, crawling along the bottom under yeah. the yachts. I'm like, what the hell was no. I thinking? Yeah. No. Yes, no, I do it all the I, time. That would no. no I don't, I don't like getting near boats. Just the the idea of I, I have a fear of the the prop turning on yeah. and churning me to bits. Yeah, I hate being around boats. Oh, I, I'm not stupid. I always think that uh, marine life lives under like a boat that's not moving. Me right. too. Like it's there. It's like hanging. <laughs> that's out. where the monsters are hanging out. <laughs> wow. Why wouldn't they? All right, well, listen, it is, it's this time of year, and if you're not a strong swimmer, um, then you should definitely, you know, work on that, uh, you know, find some, some courses that you can take to, uh, to learn to become a stronger yes. swimmer. Certainly, if you have the wherewithal to teach your children to swim, it is a, it's a life-saving skill. And you wear know? a life jacket if you're going to go yeah, out. Like, yeah, or absolutely. Anywhere. Even yeah. if you shower. Yeah. yeah. Oh, Why definitely. not? Yeah. Take your shower life jacket. <laughs> All right. We got to take a break. We're going to come back. We're going to get to some uh, B file stories in just a moment or two. We got a couple of guests on the program. Alex Winter, who played uh, Bill S. Preston Esquire from <laughs> Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure, will be joining us. Will Sasso is on the show, and more will return in just a bit. Monday nights just got a lot louder. Join MMR's Jackie Bam Bam for massive amounts of Metallica every Monday night starting at 9. From the monster hits to deeper album cuts spanning a Hall of Fame career, we're covering all the bases from one of rock's biggest bands. Check out WMMR.com for more from Metallica. Rock news, videos, and interviews with MMR DJs. So true, Jackson. The new and improved Metallica Mondays. 9 p.m. with Jackie Bam Bam. 93.3 WMMR. Everything that rocks. All right, uh, before we get into the bizarre file, I had mentioned this earlier, we have uh, these movie passes to give away. Yes, a movie. Uh, but it's a drive-in at Shankweiler's, which is near Allentown. 
Uh, there is a screening tomorrow night, um, and it's part of Amazon Studios and Michael B. Jordan's Outlier Society. It's called A Night at the Drive-In, nationwide summer screening series celebrating multicultural voices in cinema. So they're going to be showing uh, both Black Panther and Creed uh, tomorrow night at 8.50, and I have a spot for um, a reserve spot, which is four people in a car to go to the drive-in. So let's take callers number 10 and 11. It's a cool thing. Yeah, Yeah, 215-263-WMMR, and we will set you up with that. It's called uh, Movies to Make You Proud, uh, Black Panther and Creed. And if you don't win, visit anightatthedrivein.com to get first-come, first-served passes. And, yeah, it's... It's a bit of a late night because it's a drive-in. You gotta you gotta wait till it gets dark before the movie starts showing. So the first movie starts at eight fifty, and it's uh, two films. So give us a call right now, and we will put you on the list. On their website, they advertise that they are America's oldest drive-in theater, and they've been around for eighty-six years. Wow! Yeah, it's impressive. And they, yeah, I guess they've never closed. So uh, that's awesome. Nice. And I've been there a couple times with the family. We've had a great time. All right, let's do the B five now. WMMR presents Kristen and Steve's Bizarre Final. All right, and it is brought to you by Cinch, a propane tank home delivery service that brings propane right to your doorstep. Place your order at cinch.com. A McDonald's customer was arrested after he allegedly bit a seagull (laughs) after it tried to steal his meal. The the suspect reportedly attacked the bird in front of the authorities, so they saw it. Are you looking? Officers were on on patrol when they uh, witnessed the incident in the city of Plymouth, England. Uh, The man reportedly (laughs) claimed that the bird was trying to steal his McDonald's, so he grabbed it and bit it. The animal apparently appeared... What's the seagull doing in my salad? It appeared to be injured as a result of the bite, but it flew away before authorities could inspect it. The suspect reportedly admitted to being under the influence of drugs. <laughs> he was taken into custody since seagulls are a protected species in the area. Are they? Uh, I didn't know that. Uh, the McDonald's fan is reportedly facing up to six months in prison and a fine of about $6,300. I don't know. I'd be afraid of avian diseases. If Something I like that. You know, They're not protected here in the United States, are they? Uh, well, I, I I don't know. I remember a story of a guy who, out on the docks who ran over a bunch of them with his car and got arrested and got huh? in trouble for that. Animal so, cruelty? Yeah, yeah. yeah. In Colorado, speaking of animals, health officials in Jefferson County have issued a warning to residents to be on alert for symptoms of bubonic plague. Yay! Yay! <laughs> Welcome to the party. On Saturday, a squirrel tested positive for oh. the plague, which is caused by a bacteria called Ersenia. Pestis. Arsenia holus. And this is the first positive <laughs> case of plague in the county this year. Plague can be spread to humans or other animals through direct contact, including bites or through bites from infected fleas. Or eating seagulls. Cats are especially susceptible to plague and may die if not treated with antibiotics promptly. Dogs are at a lower risk and may pick up and carry inflect- infected fleas. Uh, symptoms of the plague in humans include sudden onset of high fever, chills, headache, nausea, and extreme pain and swelling of the lymph nodes occurring within two to seven days. Gosh, what a year 2020 is panning out to be. But it can be effectively treated with antibiotics and diagnosed early. Well, there so, you go. So we're lucky there. Well, put me down for bubonic plague then. Back to coronavirus, though. <laughs> a pub has installed an electric fence in front of the bar to stop people getting too close to the staff. Uh-huh. The Star Inn in Cornwall, England, took the drastic measure to protect people from coronavirus. Uh, landlord Johnny McFadden, who is also a farmer, 
uh, said it's there for social distancing. He said before the fence, people were not uh, following social distancing. <laughs> and we put, uh, he said we uh, social distancing and we were doing as they pleased. But now people take heed to the guidance around social distancing. I uh, said several drinkers claim to have been electrocuted by the fence and are ha- after having one too many. A barman at the pub said, uh, we put it up as a bit of a novelty, really, because the landlord loves his farming. Uh, it's a way of keeping people away from the bar. It's just a deterrent, but hopefully the sight of it will keep people away. And that's how it works with the cattle, too. Uh, animals, Keeps the cattle away from the bar? Animals see it and often don't want to test it. Let's hope that it's the same with our customers. We're uh, open again now, and we have no issues so far. It's nice to be back, he said. All right, I love this story. It's from a Reddit thread. Uh, uh, you know, a, uh, apparently a woman had an issue. A 25-year-old woman recently took to Reddit asking for relationship advice after her boyfriend got obsessed with, quote, a ludicrous, uh, ludicrous business idea. Um, so this particular user said the idea, if you can call it that, is to construct a series of tubes throughout the city that leads to centralized soup kitchens. And for a monthly subscription, a customer can subscribe to a tube of soup. And a tube extension would be built off the nearest mainline tube and directly into the customer's apartment or home. So you could be at your home, go over to the window, stick your bowl out (laughs) under the tube, and get the soup that you subscribe to. Exactly. Uh, She said, obviously, the idea is completely insane. But she added that he continues to ask her for money to help make it a reality. For the soup tubes. Yeah. Soup tubes. Uh, She notes, I am also concerned for his sanity. Yeah. Uh, People wrote back to her and were equally dumbfounded. One actually said, I am 100% certain... That you are dating Homer Simpson. Well, you know, yeah. um, we years ago, Preston, you remember the coffee pipeline? Oh yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. A local anchor, Tim Lake. Yes, and yes. we love Tim Lake. Yeah. Great guy, he but he, uh, he a little confused. He about thought me. that there was a, a pipeline that funneled coffee in from Seattle. From Seattle. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, all right. Well, speaking of local news, uh, this story is from Six ABC. A Bucks County family was dealing with a few thousand uninvited house guests on Monday. The Isabel family in Percasy uh, discovered that they had a big B problem. And here's how they discovered. Friday night, after the tropical storm moved through the area, they found dark stains dripping down their walls. And they assumed that it was storm damage, but they got closer to see for themselves. Isabel said, my husband felt this really sticky, syrupy stuff and was brave enough to smell it. And he's like... This is honey. This is honey pouring down our walls. Oh, no. There were that many bees. That's a bad bees! Just walking through the house. bees! The more I think about it, the more I have an issue with my girl and them killing that kid off at the end of the movie. But anyway. bees! without his glasses. I forgot we had that clip. Uh, she said, I have three boys, and they were there. Uh, they were wondering if we could just set a tap up so that we can <laughs> pour honey on our yogurt and granola in the morning. Could they? Could it's they like not, the soup, yes, too. Yes, of course. Could they not hear the bees on the walls? No, she said they did a little detective work. They traced the bees at the top of the house. She said that they had seen a rogue bee now and then near the attic, but what are you looking at? they never thought much of it, and they didn't hear any of the bees. 
There, uh, were, there have been cases, though, where you had a story in the Bizarre File where they were actually hearing a, oh, yeah. a low-level humming, and it was the bees in, in an entire wall of the house. So they called in Alan uh, Latanzi from Yerkes Honey Farms in Collegeville, who's affectionately known as the Bee Man. They call me the Bee Man. And uh, they <laughs> believe that there's a colony in there, and he will come back for an extraction. The next step is removal. So, But they had enough, they had enough bees to where honey was dripping down. Jeez. The walls. Wow. Man. All right, and there you go. That is what I have in the Bizarre File for you this morning. We're going to take a break. We'll be back in a moment. A few guests on the program, some stuff to do. And thank you, by the way, to our friends at uh, Deeds and Watson. Yeah. And the crew that has stopped by. Where's my official information? Oh, here. It's right here. It's right here. Uh, thank you to uh, Bria and Latellas. Uh, in Havertown, they're at 37 South Eagle Road. Uh, they're now open seven days a week. Great hoagies, hot sandwiches, breakfast all day, Monday to Friday, 10 to 2, Saturday and Sunday, 8 to 2. You can check out their menu at briaandlatella.com. We're going to take a break and be right back. Stay with us. Stream WMMR anywhere you have an internet connection. Check out the mobile app or go to WMMR.com. You'll figure it out from there. Steven Singer Jewelers has fast, free, and safe shipping. Whether celebrating life or just saying I love you, Steven Singer is there for you. IHateStevenSinger.com. Hey, you don't need a getaway to have a great getaway this summer. At Acme, you'll find everything you need to get into vacation mode right at home. Enjoy summer favorites all season long. From their famous USDA Lancaster brand choice beef and tender chicken to the tastiest summer fruits and vegetables. So fresh and delicious, you'll think you're on vacation. No matter what your grocery needs are this summer, Acme has you covered. Acme, your summer food headquarters. Back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. You know, I noticed some things. And I thought they might be worth sharing. Ladies and gentlemen, it is the return of the noticer. You have too many things to do to notice things. But the noticer, this is all he does. And he does it better than anyone else. All right, so... The noticer's a hero to us all. <laughs> Cover of nighttime in the light of day. He drags it out to the sun, mm. spins it around, and defecates in his bed. Oh, my... Whoa, what? Oh, sorry, Excuse me. That's Amber Heard. I'm sorry. That's Amber Heard. <laughs> who does that? The noticer. All right, now, I'm not the only one who noticed this. Pretty much everybody has probably noticed this, that the Washington Redskins officially are changing the name. Uh, the name is gone. Whether you agree with that for whatever reason, or agree with it or not. It presents some opportunities, though. It doesn't matter. It does. And yes. some, some interesting opportunities. Yes. And uh, it doesn't matter because they're doing it. And what I did not, and I never think of these things, uh, is consider this. So they, they have not announced the new name yet. Yes. And the press release said that owner Dan Snyder and head coach Ron Rivera are working closely to develop a new name and design Approach. Yet, per the Washington Post, they delivered this report. On Sunday, two people with knowledge of the team's plans said that the preferred replacement name has been held up by trademark issues, which is why the team couldn't announce the new name on Monday. And it could be, too, due to a gentleman, an actuary named Martin McCauley, living in Alexandria, and some other folks. So here, this is from Richmond.com. They wrote, when speculation began to swirl in 2014... But the Washington Redskins might have to change their name out of respect to the Native American community. He went on the United States Patent Trademark Office website and applied for a trademark for the name Washington Pigskins. 
Macaulay, who is a 61-year-old actuary who lives in Alexandria, has picked up a number of other potential options. He has filed 44 claims related to potential Washington team names. And it's not... It's not expensive, that expensive to do that, especially on the return if he if he gets one. Oh, my God. Yes. If he does get one that they really, really want, it's like hitting a lot. So do you have so do you happen to know you know some of the ones that they're considering? One of them is, is a tribute to the Tuskegee Airmen, which I think is really Yeah, the Red Tails. Yeah. I think that's a great I name. think that's a good one. Uh, and, and that's sort of in line. At least color wise, you know, with the uh, with uh, the, their, you know, the the red tail, right? Yeah, there was a there was a recommendation. Um, I think it might have been from the from the Navajo Nation that that and and I understand they <clears throat> why they would recommend this, but I don't think it's a very good name. But they they had said that they suggested the Code Talkers. Uh, it's no, it's it's too it's not bulky. a good football name. No, <clears throat> it's a great. I mean, they were incredible. In they World suggested War II. The, the drunken Irishman, but ah, they thought, uh, no, ah, that's you're, that's no, problematic but, as well because I'm Irish. I know I wouldn't like that. No, but the code talkers from from World War Two, and they right. served a great purpose. And they, they the Japanese never broke the codes that they that they were uh, using. But I, I I think it's a it's a cool tribute, but the name doesn't have a doesn't have a pop to it. How about uh, the Gumball Rallies? No. Oh, so true. here's here the uh, a Sunday search revealed that Philip Martin McCauley has recently filed applications for the following trademarks. Washington Red Tails. Okay. So he's got a trademark on that. Uh, yeah, yeah. The Washington Monuments. Mm-hmm. That's a pretty good one, too. That's not bad either. Um, Washington Veterans, Washington Renegades, Washington Red-Tailed Hawks, and Washington Americans. Just to name a few. Apparently he has four, like 44 of them. How about Washington, that man right out of my hair? <laughs> they probably Steve, call the patent yeah, office now. Yeah, let's go now. for that right now. I wonder how much it cost him. That's a good question because this isn't a donate uh, a domain name. This is a this a is patent. a patent. So it's more expensive a domain domain name is like 20 bucks. Yeah, it's cheap. Yeah. Can be. Do you remember in the in the more infantile age of of the internet? Where people got smart and started buying up domain names of companies just yes. for just for website names, just as a as Brilliant. a business venture. Yes, and there were some, I forget who. There were celebrities that actually had to like purchase their own their name own, yeah. domain name from some kid in Jersey who just happened to buy up all this stuff. I actually met. I was at somebody's wedding, and they had some <clears throat> Amish friends, and they were there at the wedding. And I was talking to this this Amish gentleman. His last name was Smuckers. Yeah. Oh and my he, God. Yes. And he told us, even though Amish, he was still a business runner. So they had they had a website yeah. domain oh that God. he didn't run himself. He had someone else that he was in partnership with, and it was Smuckers dot com. And the the Smuckers no uh, Jelly Company came to him and bought it. How much? He didn't tell me. I'm sure it's a but lot. But it was it was a Chunk. substantial amount of money, sure. and he wasn't. He wasn't sitting on it for that reason. It was his last they name. They traded him an electric razor. <laughs> <laughs> How does this thing work? No, but I mean, but honestly, did, that's brilliant. But he was like a, uh, he was a tack merchant. Tack meaning for, um, uh, uh, no, equipment uh, for horses. Yeah. Uh, so, oh, okay. uh, yeah, and and made a ton of money off of that. So this guy, you know, dating all the way back to 2014, which is, I think, when uh, speculation started to really start happen that that they might change the name, right. and he started buying this stuff up. He apparently, he got one of them. He he picked one of them, right? At least, yeah. Right? Red tails, yeah. Is, oh, is that what it is? Is going to well, be? Well, they they think they, no. They think that's what the holdup is. Yeah, it's one that's being con, uh, considered. In fact, uh, you know what? Though, in a way, I think they should just out of left field 
the uh, Washington yeah, make, avocados. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Something completely. Something just, just, yeah. just to f this, yeah. to f you. That'd be great. Yeah, but yeah. I wonder what this guy wants. Like, is he going to get like a chunk of change, a payout, or yeah, is he going to be, wants. or or is he going to be part like have a have a bit of ownership? No, they would never agree to that. They would be, they would do a one time buyout for the name. Yeah. yeah, they would sooner name their uh, team the Apples, the Washington Apples. Yeah, than they would actually give part. Washington ownership. Apples is actually not bad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Huh. All right. So, but this guy How about you know, the Washington Irvings who wrote uh, the uh, Legend of Boggy Creek, right? Is that who? Yes. No, no, not the Legend of Boggy Creek. Sleepy Hollow, Legend of Boggy Creek. <laughs> um, no, but uh, this guy, you know, I never ever ever think about stuff like that. No, I do not have that business savvy. I would be a horrible salesperson. Yeah. I actually, on some levels, we've gotten good at marketing and and being able to market the show, and though I we have some skill sets, but that forethought that says jump on it now you know like you remember my great business venture right years ago before steve jobs came back to apple and my wife was gonna buy oh, right apple stock yeah and uh, passed on it that's the kind of savvy we have at the morrison household uh, let me go to hang on ryan's got a good thing to point out here hey ryan good morning ah dirka, dirka, dirka. Hey, yes. hey what's up bud hey look so this guy Patented all of the Washington names, but why not just use DC and and cut him out of it altogether? Interesting, DC. That's a good idea. They could do something look, like that. Look, and if, it, if you want to take it even further, bring in you know superheroes. How about the DC Marvels? <laughs> the DC Marvels. Yeah, right. The DC Marvel. Batman. <laughs> not bad. Yeah. Not bad, Ryan. That's a good That's idea, though. Yeah. Thanks, man. Because you you yeah because it's Washington DC. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, why okay, not? That might be seeing this little things like that. If you overlook right. them, yeah, yeah. then you've wasted your money and you've missed your opportunity. But they, they're saying that this is See, potentially I, what the holdup is on the announcement of the name. I had this great idea, Preston, for a tube system that would deliver soup to your apartment. Yes. Yeah. Somebody already somebody had it. has it. I know, I know. Well, are, are there any other professional organizations that are kind of under fire for... Um, potential name changes or yeah. anything like yeah. that. Nothing that I uh, well, maybe. There's a few uh, Native American related ones that are, are talking about it, the, like the Chicago Blackhawks, the Atlanta Braves, uh, the Florida State Seminoles. Right. Um, but they've all been also talking with uh, Native American tribes, and so they're trying to do it progressively. There was something I saw on the internet a couple of weeks ago where um, there was a somebody uh, posted that uh, Patrick Mahomes was going to. He he stated. Um, I will never play another down for Kansas City for as long as their mascot is the Chiefs, and it was from uh, what people thought was Sports Center, and what they and so it was getting tons of retweets. Right. And so my my wife said, I, I go, is, is Chiefs is is that derogatory? I, I I didn't know, and so all these people thought it was, and so they were retweeting it, and what they didn't realize is that it was actually from a fake account called Sports Center, and and it wasn't Sports Center, and it had gotten. Tens of thousands, if not more. That's uh, why it, it, it's a good idea to vet anything you see on online. Yeah, but and it happens all the time where people get outraged and they don't realize a lot of times it's come from something like the Onion, yeah, or other sites. Right. Yeah. Well, this guy he he may get a bit of a windfall off. Of well, this. real we'll quick though. Um, so it, I'm just I'm reading an article now here that says that he sent a letter to the NFL last week offering his trademarks for free if it sped up the process of renaming. To offer the to offer it for free. I don't want this. To, I don't want to be. Uh, I don't want to be the one who is an obstacle. Huh? 
Wow, uh, I find I that know. hard to believe. I know, yeah, yeah. And, and especially if there's a holdup. I don't up now. want like, any what, money. Then what? why did he do it in the first place? If, if there's a holdup, that means you're more likely to negotiate a higher price. I don't want that. <laughs> okay. Well, anyhow, we will yeah. follow along. I noticed other things. The noticer just notices so much that sometimes he has to let it out. Mm. You are the lucky recipients. I notice people are wearing masks these days. Yes. Have you noticed that? I'm very happy with my mask, by the way. I have, I have the perfect combination. A mask that doesn't, um, where I don't feel like I'm sweating my face off, A. And then B, I have sunglasses that don't fog up. Yeah. Oh, very good. <laughs> yeah. Well, I have some tips for you if you're having some skin issues. Oh. Uh, masks can uh, be hard on your skin. 100%. Uh, causing problems that range from acne and peeling skin to rashes and itchiness. Have and leprosy. Been, have you been having some issues, Kathy? Yeah, definitely. Like down by my jawline, um, kind of, I guess. Where your beard starts. Well, stop it. <laughs> oh, man. No. <laughs> Not cool. No, wear the mask, Sid. Okay. Uh, yes, absolutely. I have been, like, it's not like full-on acne, but it's almost like. Is it raw? No, no, it's like little bumps. Like it almost could turn into acne. Maybe. Well, it's because of, of the the, the, hum- the humidity, yeah, right? Yeah. So I was I was at Elmwood uh, Park Zoo, and it was a great time, great visit. Loved it. It was it was steamier day, and then periodically, every once in a while, I had to just yeah. face away, and, right. and there weren't a lot of people. It's very it's very you know they they they're following all the guidelines really well, but just go and just <laughs> and just take a what breath. Was, what was the longest that you so far have had to wear your mask at one time? Minutes while uh, without without the removal of it. Yeah, I mean without pulling it down for a, a breath here and there. No, I mean like um twenty minutes. Okay, fifteen yeah. twenty minutes. Yeah, because I was in a store mm, over the weekend, maybe Saturday or something like that, and I was probably in the store for fifteen to twenty minutes, and that was the longest that I had I, I th- worn the mask. If you step outside, though, I'm mm-hmm. sorry, and it's it's a hundred degrees outside. Yeah. And there's nobody around. I'm taking the mask off. I'm going to walk to my car and it'll be fine. You know, but oh, yeah. if, if you're if you're surrounded by people, you you, you try yeah. to do your yeah. deal. But everyone agrees it's a li- it gets. I rip it off the second I get out of the store. <laughs> yeah, it gets a little daunting. Yeah, I kind of like mine. Do you like have a cool mask? Yeah, I like to wear you it. look like a foreskin. Um, I do. Yeah, I don't know if this mask is is, is real or not, but it looks like uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger's uh, mouth when he's yelling. Get to the chopper, you know, and he's like, ah, and he's, you know, he's got yeah. the big gap in between his teeth. Right. I, I've, I've yet to get, and you guys know I mentioned earlier, I mentioned it about ordering my Bane mask, and it has yet to come. Well, the reason I brought this up is I have some tips for you, Kathy, Ooh. on okay. how to keep oh, thank you. some mm-hmm. issues with, uh, mm, first your, trim your beard, yeah. your mask. Is first. Uh, so these are board certified dermatologists that recommend these nine tips. All right. Nine uh, for your mis- masks, your misks. Um, yes, there are nine. Um, and we don't have to get to all of them if you don't want to, but some of them are givens, uh, cleanse and moisturize your face daily. Do you do a face mask? You do that. Not a face mask, but yeah, of course. A little bit of lotion on your face before you hop into the old sack. Uh, so yes, you need to you need to moisturize, you need to clean, you need to do yes, those two my things. Beauty mask is on. You already do that, right? Yeah, okay. Thanks, you certified dermatologist. Uh, there's nine of these, oh, okay? okay? There might be one sorry. in here. Is all right, all right. Uh, well, I don't want to skip ahead then. Uh, right. But is it wash the mask on there? Yeah, just hold on. Okay, right. wash the mask. <laughs> hey, Beardo, shut up, <laughs> Alan Rickman. Wash the mask. <laughs> Wait a minute. What's Die Hard? Shoot Die the glass. Shoot the glass. Shoot the glass. That's it. That's, I'm like, I know that delivery. Right. I said defense there. <laughs> Wash the mask. 
Uh, protect your lips by applying petroleum jelly, but you're not having lip issues. Uh, I'm not having lip issues. However, I do use Aquaphor. Okay. Uh, what's a... No, <laughs> <I can't. laughs> Skip the makeup when wearing a mask. Do you oh, do that? I- I have pretty much given up on makeup. Really? really? I, I still, I ran out. Well, look at your lovely skin that you don't have makeup on. Of, in the middle of quarantine, and I haven't gone to the mall to get more. See? I, you look great without it. I, you do? I just have to, actually, it's funny, I was getting ready for work today, and I was like, I need to check in with Nick Murphy and compare a video from when I wore makeup <laughs> to a video today and see what I look like and see if I'm okay with it. Yes. She's examining it like there's a Bruder film. <laughs> uh, let's see. Skip the makeup I said. All right. Avoid trying new skincare products that can irritate your skin Mm. Uh, because wearing a mask even for a short amount of time make your skin more sensitive and to reduce skin problems avoid trying harsh products such as chemical peel exfoliant or remulch or retinoid for the first time you know i know a lot of people though going back to that makeup thing real quick that have basically i mean stopped wearing makeup some uh, some girls will do like just eye makeup but skip because it's getting all over the mask would you do us a favor one day just do makeup from the middle of your cheeks up and and not blow your mask (laughs) because you know there are people you've seen people who have gotten a bit of a of a color you know out walking around the city or whatever and they'll get the color on the top part of their face yeah, and well, the mask you know who, is obscuring the rest. When I went to go get my eyebrows done, Ashley, uh, she had done basically just like eye makeup, and I, I wanted to take a picture of her, and I said, I said, take the mask off. And she goes, oh, no, I don't have makeup, the rest of my makeup done. <laughs> and I was like, okay. <laughs> hey, here's a, here's a question that came in. It says, can you ask listeners why they wear a mask in their car when they are alone? It's not in the air. So my wife pointed out somebody who was doing that, and here's here was my response to her. Like, I, if I've been taking a real short, I mean, a real short trip, and I already had it yes. on in the first place, I'll just leave it on. It's, you know, especially because mine is, you know, it's, yeah. it's what Casey, you call yeah. it a buff. Um, sometimes when I just pull it down around my neck, it gets a little hot. Mm-hmm. So I'll just leave it up like this. Or And pulling it off kind of messes up my hair. Okay, so, that's been my yeah. theory since the very beginning when people were saying, you know, why are why are these people wearing masks in the car? Not that it's that big of a deal to take your mask off and put it back on, but I feel like a little bit, once you've got it on, if I'm running <laughs> to a couple of stores, <laughs> now I have one that just goes around my ears that's so I can too. easily let it hang. But like you said, if it's, it's already around your neck, it's already on, like I think... That's kind of what it is a little bit. Maybe not in every case, but that, that's been my theory is that they're set. They're ready to go. They're not going to pull it off. They've got to go to another store or whatever. It Mine is. comes off in, in like two seconds, and so uh, so I just do it, put it around the, uh, the shift in the, on the console, the center console, and pop it back on. But if so, you have something that's elaborate, it doesn't matter. It could just be as long as you don't or. pass out while you're driving, as you heard about some of the people wearing hmm. surgical-grade masks who right. pass out while they're driving. My theory, too, is that some of them are Uber and Lyft drivers. Oh, interesting. That might be it, too. Just, uh, they have to wear masks. While yeah. they're on the way. Yeah. All right. Anyhow, uh, here's another uh, tip. Use less of certain skincare products if your face becomes irritated. Uh, it says uh, some skincare products that you've used in the past may irritate your skin if this happens. Huh. Well, of course. Use less of it. All right. <laughs> okay. Where Don't the, use things that have proven to irritate your face. So where, these certified dermatologists have said, use your face products, but also don't use don't your face Don't rub products. lye on your face. Um, don't run your face along a wood planer. Right. Wear the right mask. To reduce skin problems, look for masks that offer the following. A snug but comfortable fit. Mm. Soft, natural, and breathable fabric, such as cotton. Oh, I have fabric that. on the inside that feels soft if you have sensitive skin. Masks that allow the open flow of air in and out. Uh, cotton material inside if you have acne or oily skin. 
My oh, mask is so comfortable that I'm not kidding you. I take it and I like rub it on my face. <laughs> is it like, it's is it like your oh, whoopee? It is. It's oh, my uh, whoopee now. It has a whoopee. It's like they put my blue blanket. Yeah. <laughs> my blanket. My tie-dye mask. My mask. <laughs> Don't touch it. Um. So, yes. <laughs> my blanket. My blue blanket. Give me my blue blanket. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. I don't like people touching my blue blanket. <laughs> uh, okay, so you can also take a 15-minute mask break every four hours. Oh, what? Wow. So that was one thing that they... Did we talk about it on the show yesterday uh, about giving kids more recesses? Like if they bring school back and the kids have to wear the mask in school, no. that they would... Okay, so we, I talk, talked about it somewhere else then. Um, the What other show are you on? No, <laughs> just in regular... I, I have regular conversations okay. sometimes. Um, sometimes. And one of the conversations that I had, somebody was saying that, uh, you know, like kids usually have like, what, like two recesses a day. So yeah. maybe adding basically mask break. Mask cess. <laughs> right? Yes. All right, uh, two more quick tips. Wash your cloth masks. Yes. You already do that, Kathy. How often? I, I, have, I have eight masks. I, I bought, like, at the height of this, at the beginning of all this stuff. Yeah. I just bought just to have them there, and I, I rotate them. Like, yeah, my tires. super soft mask came uh, with, my like, a, it was like a five-pack, so. <laughs> yeah, I exactly. Them. <laughs> my blanket, my blue blanket. Give me- <laughs> all right, how often should we be washing these? Every time you Every use it, it says here. Oh. No, it says, uh, yeah, it recommends that you you wash your cloth mask after each use. No, I don't do that. Any time I. I throw a wash in, I just throw them in. I tell you what I've done, though, is I've made sure that from the point that I purchased them, I have not washed one single one of oh, them. Oh, stop. Are you yeah. serious? Yeah. I have. Steve. I, I have them. <laughs> I have a whole bunch. Steve. Uh, give them to me right um, now. All right, so I'm having an issue now with my children because for me, it's like, okay, all right, I got my wallet, my keys, my phone, now my mask. Now your kid's mask. Now my kids. <laughs> so th- the other day, and luckily I had masks in my car, but we were going into the store and, and none of them had a mask. And so when we got out of the store, I go, guys, you are now... You have to be responsible for making sure that you have your mask with you because you can't expect me to remember these things. All right. And then the last thing it says, continue the treatment plan that your dermatologist created for you. Yeah. What if you don't have a plan from your dermatologist? <laughs> I don't have a plan. Your dermatologist is Kathy, on the phone with your mask plan. That you didn't get anything out of this, did you? No, no <laughs> I, nothing that I'm not doing already. I mean, okay. I get that, but I, yeah. My dermatologist I, has a full plan. It's an 11-tier program. <laughs> I mean, come on, come on! I well, do think it's it's just the added moisture. That's of the what mask it is. On and you breathing in the mask, and now it's you know it's basically mas- making your face sweat. You know, what really blows my mind is to see people jogging along at a full clip I, on a I, hot day with their mask with on. Their mask Are on? you out of your freaking I mind? Would die. Yeah. All right. Uh, I need to notice at least one more thing to make this a full noticer because I've only noticed two things. Let me. That? that scared me for a second. Yeah, sorry. It sounded like a different bed, but it's not. It's the noticeable bed. Yeah. Uh, all right. Let me see here. I have several things, but how about we go? Yeah, let's go with this one. Uh, I noticed the uh, there's a new album that has uh, topped the charts. It's number one on Billboard's New Age album chart, and it stars the Dalai Lama. Really? The Dalai Lama has a number one album right now. Uh, and it's an 11-track album, and it's called Inner World. 
It sold 2,000 units in its first week, also coming in at number eight on the World Albums at Chart. At number eight on the World Albums Chart, it's the Dalai Lama. And number 98 on the Album Sales Chart, according to Billboard. So what is it, all sort of like spa-type music? In a world pairs the Tibetan spiritual leaders mantras and chants with ethereal New Age music composed. I am the god of candle fire. <laughs> And I bring you serenity. <laughs> Talking about serenity. Uh, it is the music is composed by New Zealand artist uh, Junelle and Abram Kunin. So, when when you go to a, when you go to a spa, do you guys like the the ethereal music? Being I made? I oh do. God. There's there's a there's a uh, used to be a series years ago called the Wyndham Hill series and it was all it was it was spa before spa was cool Preston yeah. and all of this these sort of artists that was they're totally for that meditative mood I really need to I should I should when when okay it's a privilege have yeah. a swimming pool water in it but I should put this type of music on when kind of hanging around the pool oh, to yeah. just get the, get the so nice. full my relaxation. So hard. Oh my god! When we, we we took it, we took a trip to Hawaii last year with privilege. I know. I'm just going to ladle it all on here. <laughs> uh, and I, they played this the most enjoyable, stereotypical Hawaiian music yeah. out works. by the pool, and I'm like, I am in heaven right now. <laughs> when, when was it's the amazing. last time they took, like, in any show, they took an aerial shot of Hawaii and played death metal? Right, yeah. right. Seriously. And so, you know, you get that right mood music. It can it can just add to everything perfectly. <laughs> oh, God, I feel better already. God, that feeling of walking out into a... <laughs> Tropical location, and and now I'm starting. Now I'm starting to enjoy. We've added more plants and things to our backyard. Privilege. Not sorry. everyone can own plants. So <laughs> we, he drove with no air conditioning. Give him that. Oh yeah, that's right. We we bought um, hibiscus plants. Are, are oh, they the best? Privilege. I have them in my backyard. They're gorgeous. Well, it yeah. makes you feel like you're in a tropical yes. location. And then we only have one, but it, it it they open and close during the day and, and evening. And Steve, they're these most gorgeous blooms that come out. I want to buy Kathy. I want to buy like a dozen of them uh, and put them out. Dozen hibiscus. They'll mm. probably die. I would assume. Yeah, there you go. Let well, me see. hold on. The ones that I have, Preston, they come back every year. Oh, really? Yes. Huh. Oh, excellent. Now, I so have, what, they I leave the, town for the winter. I have the plant. I have the plant, but not the tree. Okay, this is... Tr- and I don't know if there's a difference. So I, Jeremy, I don't, you I can get perennials or you can get annuals. So there, there's a whole whole different breed of of... of uh, hibiscus that you can grow, and uh, some of them will come back annually, some back uh, uh, perennially, and and they're great. They they really are tropical, and um, they definitely add to it uh, to the feel. I've never really cared about the the flora, you know, and all and fauna, yeah. yeah. Uh, until this year, you know who's really into it? Andre Gardner at our uh, sister oh, really? station. He's he like he he's flowers are his thing. Oh, I love it. Hey, and he grows them at home, and he he posts them on social media. It's his thing. Are you guys uh, familiar with what Longwood's doing right now? They have this, like, zombie plant that's about to... Yeah. Uh... It smells like rotting flesh. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's, 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 about... it's about to bloom. And that, the, the smell is supposedly very much like rotting flesh. It bloomed last night. Oh, yeah. so it bloomed last night, guys. See, the stink fist plant, I believe, is what it's called. <laughs> are you serious? <laughs> no, it's, but it's, it's huge. <laughs> it's something like that. Yeah, they posted it on... Uh... That's what you get from fisting. They posted it on Instagram last night, Jesus. Kate. Dear God. It's a gardening term, Preston. Okay. 
I was not aware of that. I'm new to yeah, the, yeah, the, yeah, whole you don't know the whole thing. <laughs> I don't know. You fist your hibiscus. Fisting and so on. Yeah, I've seen that thing. Uh, Nick pulled up a picture of it. In fact, I've I've had it in the bizarre file on a few occasions. So uh, it's a large plant, right? Yeah, yeah it yep. looks big. It kind of, Steve, it almost looks like Little Shop of Horrors. The, it like does. The, the Audrey too, a little bit. But <laughs> I don't need to smell rotting flesh mm-hmm. from a plant. The the news always does a story on this because they it, it's yeah. it's a it's a big thing. The big uh, rotting flesh plant. Wow, yeah. you're supposed okay. to uh, tag your smellfies and uh, yeah. and then yeah. hashtag sprout. Stinks. Okay. I'm watching a video of uh, this woman taking a picture of it and just sort of married two topics here. Uh, she's wearing a mask and it's below her nose. Please just put the mask over uh, your nose. Thank you, Casey. Put it well, over your nose. Just slip it up over your nose. It's supposed to. It's for you. It's, it's to pr- that's the part that's going to protect you. Uh, yes. So, uh, yeah, it's pretty easy to do. Listen, if you're, and then we got to take a break. Yes. If quickly. you're at all interested in, in um, learning more, there's two great follows on Instagram. Longwood is one of them. And then uh, Burpee, which is a local company. Yeah. Um, they, the they do, yeah. I have a Burpee garden in my backyard. And okay. it's. Um, it's great for flowering and plants and veggies and all sorts of stuff. All right. That is all that I've noticed other than Marissa just brought this in. We have new MMR uh, masks in I one. We have Gadzooks masks and MMR masks and Preston Steve masks. So get your mask. I'm going to have to check into that. Yeah, go Thanks w- for that notice, sir. WMMR.com. What you noticed? We got to take a break because we have a, an interview coming up in just a moment. Alex Winter from Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure. Very excited. Uh, we're going to talk about that and a film that he's got uh, coming out, a documentary. He's directed a lot of stuff, He's directed a ton of stuff. Uh, we'll Come back in just a moment. Stay with us. The Preston and Steve Show Podcast. 93.3 WMMR. Everything that rocks. It is 9.01. My God, we're a minute late <laughs> with our interview, so we want to get right into it. Kathy, we'll come back with traffic in a couple of minutes. Uh, but our next guest has a lot going on. Yeah. Um, not only is it the return of uh, Bill and Ted, and uh, they're going to be facing the music, Set to be released on August 28th, but also uh, he has got a film, a documentary on HBO called Showbiz Kids. It looks really good. Yeah, and it uh, it debuts today. That's the word. My yeah. information I get is always wrong, so hopefully I got that correct. No, I think you're right on HBO. Uh, but I've always wanted to speak to Alex, and we're happy to have him on. Please welcome Mr. Alex Winter to the program yeah. this morning. Alex, good day to you, sir. Good morning. Hey, thanks for coming on. Listen, I did say that you had... Uh, a lot going on. Is it? Um, are you are you constantly busy? I mean, you've you've directed more things than I was aware of until recently. Yeah, I mean, I I stay pretty busy. I have a production company, and we've been making documentaries for a while. And uh, I do all kinds of other stuff, narrative, um, like for TV and all kinds of jazz. So I got behind the camera um, in the mid '90s and uh, kind of stayed there for a while. Well. With this this documentary, Showbiz Kids, and this is covering people who who get into the world of entertainment um, at an early age. Uh, were you young when you began? I was about nine. Oh wow! Uh, I, I got on. Yeah, I started on stage at around seven, um, and then uh, was professional by nine ten. And I acted professionally in like commercials and see, I was on Broadway from about the age of twelve, thirteen, all the way through high school. So. Uh, and two long-running shows back-to-back. So I was acting pretty much clean from 10 years old to when I finished Bill and Ted 2 in another movie called Freaked in, like, 92, so about 15 years, I guess. Right. And then I said, I need a break. <laughs> yeah. 
Well, yeah, that's a long time, and it's 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 the career is demanding for adults to put that sort of career to have that sort of career transpiring when you're eight or nine years old is a whole other set of experiences. And and I was reading about your take on this. You wanted to present some of the the darker aspects without being salacious and and show. Um, you know, through through the uh, the people that you interview, and they include uh, uh, Jada Pinkett Smith and Mila Jovovich and Cameron Boyce, who who, who passed away recently. Uh, he's in there, and Henry Thomas, and all these experiences. And I was reading that you said um, you were surprised at how similar the stories were to your own. Yeah, I mean, you go into these things, and documentaries always require a lot of research. And you go in, in this case. You know, I was the research because I, I had actually lived through it, um, and that was part of why I wanted to do it. I wanted to. I'd never really seen the experiences of the child actor told through the perspective of those child actors. It was always kind of, and they were good movies or stories, but they were objective kind of outside looks at the world. And I've never really felt like the real details and and highs and lows were ever conveyed. Do you, um, Do you think that because but, you you had that experience, you were able to get more out of them because they felt a camaraderie with you? I think so, yeah. I, I think there was trust because they knew I'd been through stuff and uh, they knew my story. So, and I was really open about my story. So it was, they were more, the interviews were more like conversations. Obviously, they were one side in that. I was really only showing the other side. But uh, we were really talking through the whole landscape of it. And I think that made people feel comfortable. Uh, in in your, you know, and obviously, as, as Steven said, you know, there's there's some, uh, some negative things that, that uh, that kids can take on as they as they go through, you know, in in this profession, um, is that more often the case that that some dark things are going to happen? You grow up quicker than you probably should, or or do we see, you know, some of these people live a, a pretty straight ahead, you know, what what one considered to be a normal life? Completely, it's kind of a mixed bag, sort of like regular childhood, right? I mean, it's it's, it's true. A, uh, yeah, some kids make it clean through the experience of, of you know, and the, and the dangers or the, you know, the, the big highs or whatever, and some don't. And it's very similar in the entertainment industry. It's, it's the difference is that you're in a very high-stakes adult landscape. And so, you know, I direct a lot of kids, and I, you know, the parents are always asking me for advice. And that's really the advice I give them is, like, don't not do it if the kid's super interested in doing it and they're really good then that's really probably what they were cut out to do. But do know that it's going to impact you and them in ways you probably don't expect. And that's unavoidable. Yeah, the the, the trailer, uh, there's Mara Wilson, who, you know, from uh, Mrs. Doubtfire and Matilda, and she had all this. The career was on high, and I think um, basically Hollywood pulled the rug out from underneath her because as she got older, she was no longer desirable to them. And, and I think that's got to be hard for a kid to process when you have basically everything, you know, everyone just celebrating you, and suddenly you mean nothing to the industry that you were working in. Yeah, exactly. And that's, uh, you know, that's the kind of thing that you just have to keep a, keep an eye out for. And uh, frankly, I think that the general public understands the, the sort of uh, threats that are out there for, for kids in that kind of environment. You just have to have your eyes open. Right. Now, uh, Keanu, who you're in with, obviously, with uh, uh, Bill and Ted, I mean, he got started young as well. I remember him back to uh, River's Edge and, and films like that. And um, did he, I, I know he's not a part of this, but did he contribute in some way? Did you guys share any stories or anything along the way? 
Well, Ken and I usually ride shotgun on each other's projects, and uh, you know, he had worked with me on another documentary I made called Deep Web, which he narrated, and, and that, that got into the, kind of the dark side of the internet. Is that the, the and, Bitcoin? Uh, you, you go into Bitcoin on that yeah. as well? Yeah, yeah, that was really good. Yeah. Oh, thank you. Yeah, thanks so much. Um, and he he made a really great documentary uh, about the kind of move from film to, to digital and the and the entertainment world, which I I loved, but. You know, Keanu didn't start acting as a as a child. He started in high school. Um, he didn't really have the kind of kid actor experience, so it wasn't wasn't so much his world. He was okay. super interested in it, but it wasn't really his thing. Yeah, and you guys um, obviously both, I believe, came from the stage. And if and people don't know this, there's a there's a theater uh, in the suburbs of Philadelphia called the Hedro Theater. And from what I understand, he was a, a resident there, and and so basically they had a house that was, I don't even know, maybe like a quarter of a mile from the theater, and the and people that worked in, and acted in the theater lived at this house, and he had spent some time there. Did you guys know that? No, did not. No. Yeah, so, and, and so please tell me, Alex, uh, uh, the internet keeps telling me that Keanu is just the best person. Is the internet right? <laughs> <laughs> well, you're you're asking a biased party because he's been one of my very closest friends for the majority of my life. So, um, so obviously, I think he's a good person because he's really you know one of my closest the closest people in my life. Um, yeah, I actually, I remember when he was at that theater, we we all traveled out to that theater. It was they were doing Shakespeare um, all summer out of the out of Hetro, and we all traveled out there um, when we were working on getting. Uh, Bill and Ted two off the ground. That's wild. I, I, I wanted to ask you just because, uh, and I was mentioning this to Preston before we got on with you. Is you know, just recently Joel Schumacher passed away. The Lost Boys. Um, any uh, memories that hop right into your mind when when his name comes up, and any experiences on that film that uh, that stick with you? Sure, so many. Uh, I actually saw Joel not that long ago. Um, you know, he he had an indelible place in my my entry into the film world uh, i had come up doing mostly theater uh mostly broadway and, and other stage work and lost boys was my first really big movie that i acted in and he was just so unbelievably gracious and inviting and helpful as a mentor um at that time in my life so i had incredibly fond memories of joel and i had just you know, coincidentally, recently this year, hung out with Kiefer and Jason and a bunch of the gang from the 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 movie, and uh, you know, and we were all sort of reminiscing about about how wild those times were, <laughs> how kind of lucky we were that we had someone like Joel running the set who was really you know had his act together and was making sure that that people didn't go off the rails. Well, it was wild to hear about just how, you know, in, re in the retrospects about him is how comprehensive from set design to costume to everything to, to the look. To, he just he was really a much more comprehensive film uh, uh, creator than I think a lot of people were aware of. And, and everyone that was discussed him was basically mimicking or echoing what you were saying is that he was really a, a very nurturing, good kind of guy, uh, which is which is cool yeah, to hear. but also... Very, very talented. Yeah, and yeah. The guy who could he could write movies, he could costume movies, he could direct movies. Um, he was just an incredible talent. Yeah, he took a lot of flack from the critical community, but I don't know how much it bothered him. I think that you know, I think probably the Batman experience was was a bit much. Hey, I, I like Batman Forever. <laughs> I think Batman Forever is a solid film. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I did too. So I think at the end of the day, you know, he knew he made a lot of good stuff. 
Hey, I know we have to wrap this up real quick. Um, can you give us uh, an indication on when and where we'll be able to watch this um, Zappa documentary that you're working on? Um, well, Zappa is final. You know, we got hit pretty hard by the pandemic, like right. everybody did, and we just had to. We were about to do a big global festival tour with the movie starting in March, and obviously none of that happened. So we just kind of had to power down and regroup. And um, uh, I can't say much because we're in sort of fine. We're closing the deal right now, but we have we got a really great distribution partner, and the film will hopefully be rolling out. Um, this fall, it's just as you guys know, everything is, is <laughs> yeah. in a state of chaos yeah. right we, now. We know yeah. it all too well, but it, it, he, I mean, talk about a subject and a fascinating guy. Uh, we're really looking forward to because you, you, you're a, you're a solid documentary maker, and it, it's it's an art unto itself, and you uh, you definitely have the gifts. So we're looking forward to that. Oh, thanks so much. Yeah, that was a good six years of my life. So I'm very happy wow. to see that finally get out. <laughs> yeah. Well, in the meantime, we got Bill and Ted Face the Music coming up August 28th, set for that. And, of course, the HBO documentary film Showbiz Kids that debuts tonight or today uh, on HBO. So we'll be sure to check it out. Alex, great to talk to you, man. Good luck with everything. Thanks so much, you guys. All right, take care. Alex Winter, guys. Yeah. This is a great movie. It, you know what? It holds up. Lost boys. It holds up. I watched it uh, within the last probably six months. Holds up. One one of the best. There, there are movies that have a final line that sometimes just nail it. Yeah, okay. Yeah. And and I can't say it because it gives. You don't want to give it away because it, it gives it, it away. It's but hilarious. It's such a great line. <laughs> oh man. Yeah. If you watch again, there's a there's a special on Joel Schumacher and and what he did. And listen, Batman and Robin is is a bad movie, but uh, Batman Forever was on last night. With with the the uh, has a director and has the different the, the colors in the film and and everything. It, it is. Uh, I I dig it. It has a a good spirit to it. And Joel Schumacher, the same guy who did Falling Down, yeah, did that. Uh, by Very way, talented. Speaking of the mm. the last line from uh, from Lost Boys, the, the grandfather. Yes. Uh, that actor. What else was he in? Because I, I I know him from. He's other in. Do you ever see Midnight remember. Cowboy? Yeah, he's but, one of the the the, the Johns in Midnight Cowboy. He's no. Nah, it's more when it, when he was an old man. Yeah. Uh, I was um, trying to think of a, a couple of other. He's done Nick, a ton of work. A great character work. Nick's going to look it up. Uh, I don't remember what um, his name was, what the actor's name uh, was. Grandpa. Bernard Hughes. Here, <laughs> yeah. hang on a second. Here, oh, is the guy that played Grandpa? Yes. <laughs> you know, yes. Grandpa. <laughs> uh, oh, my God. He was in Tron. Come on. He played oh, Dumont. Yes. That's right. And uh, okay. Sister Act 2. <laughs> That's what I'm in. Casey's Sister Act 2. I love two. Sister Act 2. Sorry. Uh, <laughs> uh, but, yeah, he's in, he's in a bunch of stuff. He was on Blossom. He was on Blossom. He played Buzz Richmond, of course. <laughs> He's Great a, Buzz Richmond. Oh, Doc Hollywood. He's the doctor That's that, right. that Michael J. Fox replaced. Yeah, hey, and when he goes, he goes, take take this. Take this. Like, it's like Alka-Seltzer or something. Yeah, exactly. Drink this soda. He gives him a soda. Yeah. Yeah, that's yeah, right. He right. opens up a soda. Yeah, drink it. And uh, Michael J. Fox is about to send Perform him to get surgery. His, to have surgery yeah. on him. Yeah. Uh, all right. Uh, you know what we did do is we skipped traffic. So let's oh, no. take a look at NJM Insurance Group. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> NJM Insurance Group traffic. Kathy, what's up? Ben Franklin Bridge eastbound is jammed. Construction has uh, two right lanes closed and then on the Walt Whitman Bridge eastbound as well. The right lane closed. 95 southbound heavy from Cotman through to Bridge Street through that construction zone. 422 westbound. We've got the roadway reduced to one lane between Royersford and Lewis Road. Uh, Route 49 westbound between Cedar Street and Beach Street. A water main break in Millville. 55 northbound jams Deptford to 42. This traffic report brought to you by Dell. Refresh your business tech during Dell Technology Cyber 
Super Savings event. With up to 50% off computers, servers, and more, call 877-ASK-DELL for Dell Technologies Advisor, who can help you find the right tech. And that's your traffic on 93.3 WMMR. All right, thanks, Kathy. Preston, and do you think when we skip traffic, do you think the cars just pull over to the side of the road? Yeah, they, wait? Wait. <laughs> they wait. They wait. Totally. Be- because yeah. they need yeah. to know. Uh, by the way, I want to thank uh, Deeds and Watson. Uh, their Real Philly Deli tour continues, and uh, we have a couple of people at uh, a couple of places that dropped off food this morning. Uh, Brianne Latell is in Havertown and Anna's Corner Store in East Norton. And with every hoagie made on Sarcone's bread, you don't get more Philly than Bria and Latella's. Uh, be sure to try the boss. With, oh. with shingled Dietz and Watson Genoa salami. Shingled. Capacola. Capacola. Uh, provolone, imported prosciutto, uh, and then all these other Italian meats that I don't know how to pronounce. Fugazza Bassatini? Yeah, that. Sopresada. Gabagool. Uh, which one is Gabagool? Capacola. Capacola is Gabagool. Yeah. It's Gabagool, yeah. Okay. It's also got scusata zacatini, lettuce, tomato, onion, oregano, salt, and pepper on top of a scooped out sarcones roll. You love scooped out. I love scooped out. These sandwiches are awesome. Support these businesses, man. They're 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 busting their asses, but the food is sensational. Uh, can I plug a butt real quick here? Yeah. I got a, wow. I got a butt plug to do. Turn around and I'll turn around and spread them. Um. This is from listener Greg Oakley says, hey, my best friend's mom, Laura Hopkins, recently diagnosed with brain cancer at a time when the family was already in hardship. Uh, She is a masseuse and runs a spa called Arnica and Ivy Day Spa in Flower Town. Uh, It's been hard hit by the COVID-19 shutdown. In addition to this, my buddy's. My best buddy's older sister recently moved back in with the family and her two children due to a bad breakup. I uh, said this woman is the most welcoming, caring, and sweet person. She was like a second mother to our entire friend group growing up. She used to buy us booze all the time. No, I'm kidding. I made that part up. <laughs> and her house was a uh, refuge when things weren't going so well in my personal life. Uh, they have a GoFundMe account set up. Nick, I believe you were CC'd on this email. I uh, want to see if we have that I up. believe I got it, yeah. Okay. Let me just double check because I was doing one for Steve, too. We'll make sure that's up there. And let me, you know what? You might not have been included on this, Nick. I think he was. Oh, no, you are. Yeah, yeah. you are in here. So if you could put that up, that would be greatly appreciated. And Steve, you sent something over for a, um, uh, a it's from It's for, well, it's for Max Fawn tonight. You know, and this is obviously it's a very serious thing with this woman. And But if you, if you are, um, a, you know, if you're a person who, who, who fancies uh, animals and, and you, you know, have you always feel bad asking for donations because people are on hard times now. But if, if it is something that you're interested in, Max Fund has received a, a matching donation uh, offer from Keystone Volvo, and they're being very generous. So they're, they're going to match. I love um, when companies do that, by the it's way. It's just they're just so good. Ben Stein and the, 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 the people over there, Nick, you know how important it is yeah. when they do that. So right now, if, if you make a donation to Max Fund, they will match it. The information is on uh, PrestonSteve.com, and this will go to TNR. So when you see cats or kittens or stuff that are out, you know, under a dumpster in the back of a place somewhere and nobody's taking care of them, Max Fund endeavors to provide funds so that they can receive medical attention and hopefully get adopted into homes and have a better life. I originally posted it, Steve, as an E-Line fix program. It turns out it's a feline fix oh, program. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, I don't yeah, want to E-Line. Yes, <laughs> E-Line is uh, Elon Musk's brother. Right. <laughs> Uh, and I got this email, and this is a solicitation of advice. It says, this is from Melissa Murphy, and uh, uh, she said that she's, I've lived in Key West for the last seven years now, uh, still religiously, podcast every day, but I need some Philly assistance as 
medical anything here is non-existent. She says, I need Dr. Mike's advice. Uh, You've trained me to trust no one else. She said, I'm a baker and a cook who has lost her sense of smell and taste. (gasps) Should I put the call out? Sure. (laughs) Okay. That's how we call him. That's how we call him. (laughs) She said, I also have a new grandson I'd like to smell one day. I said, yes, I'm tugging all the heartstrings intentionally. This S blows. The medical staff here is a joke at best, and I need real help, Uh, even if it sparks a conversation so I can learn how people adapt. I don't know how long this will last. I can't smell a gas leak, fire, spoiled meat, even alcohol. Imagine drinking a glass of vodka thinking that it was water. Oh, my God. So she she didn't mention COVID uh, in the email. I, I don't think I, I read that email, Preston, and I don't think she mentioned that. Because well, I hope didn't. she would get checked for it because that is a symptom. Yeah. Well, that's, yeah. I, I had been, I've actually been corresponding with her, and that's the first thing I said. Oh, I'm like, okay. how long has this been going on? Because that is a major symptom of COVID. And then it, she was is saying, it a major symptom? Yeah. It is? Yeah. Yep. And did she get back to you? She did. And so it's only uh, prior to this email, it had been going on for like a day or two. So, you know, I said, well, oh, go, did she get go, tested? go, get, go checked. get tested. And she was under the assumption that um, it would take a while for her to be able to go get a test. And uh, Preston, you did. I, I hope so I'm you not. Can get a, you can get a test and you can get the results back. They're, they're taking a little bit longer. Yeah, they say two to now. four days. Takes more like a week. Okay. Maybe eight or nine days mm-hmm. uh, because yeah, there's, there's been, a lot of people getting tested. Yeah, yeah, they said now that more testing is available, there's um, more people bigger, getting tested. Yeah, bigger delays in the yep. results coming yep. back. So if it says two to four days, expect a week. Mm. Um, so anyhow, yeah, she should. That's what I. Th- I'm not a doctor here, but I, I would definitely go get tested. Oh my God, one hundred percent. And yeah, it's easily, it's easy. If you're having any symptom at all, you can go get a test done. The CVS does them. Uh, and so on. So, uh, but she said, I can't smell my husband or our dogs. Uh, not to mention I'm Italian and Irish and I live for family and food. I am so lost. I'm terrified and, uh, uh, and knew a little reassurance thing will be okay. Okay. She's looking for a little, 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 uh, direction here. I've never asked such a thing of others, but I've, uh, never felt so hopeless. She said, oh, Melissa Murphy. And listen, it could be that it also could be. Uh, sometimes it just it goes away. It's um, called schnozatosis. Oh my gosh! Oh, no. I'm sorry to break this. Schnozatosis effects, oh, See, but it's temporary. You have schnozatosis. Yeah. Uh, no, schnozatosis I... affects over one million Americans every year. It renders you incapable of smelling your grandchildren. Uh, my both my mother and my grandmother had temporary loss of uh, taste and smell. It does happen occasionally, and, and like with my grandmother, I think it lasted for. Like a year or two, okay. like, a, like a, a lengthy time, and it eventually came back. Oh, my aunt, has, hers is permanent, and she cannot taste anything, and she puts like a crap load of pepper on Just to get everything some that sensation. she eats, oh, really? so there's a little bit of, uh, of something man. there. Yeah, I wonder how much weight I would lose if I lost my sense of taste, because what's the point of like eating anything delicious at that point, right? And then you just yeah. kind of eat for fuel, and that's it. That's true. Mm. Like if actual flavor, enticing flavor, might not be as much of a concern for you, and it might be easier to uh, see if you can have it shut off. See if yeah. you can get voluntary schnozatosis. <laughs> that's an album name. Schnozitosis. Voluntary schnozatosis. That was it's probably a, their mask. That was their Sergeant Peppers. I don't know if that'd be a ba- yeah. It's not a band name, but it's an album. Yeah, name. Voluntary Snodgetosis. <laughs> then with the release of Voluntary Snodgetosis, they set the music world on fire. Um, <laughs> I remember there when they came in with the idea for the Snodgetosis <laughs> project. 
And I thought, yeah, let's do it. It was the it was the Sergeant Peppers. <laughs> I mean, it's a goofy yeah. name like that. So, um, RC I'm sniffing R- a hole with a <laughs> RC uh, from Tattoos by RC has oh, no sense right. of smell. That's how he right. was able to tattoo the taint here. He did not oh, have to right. withstand yeah. the odor of mm-hmm. full adult male asses. So mm-hmm. there are upsides and downsides. Yes. There are. <laughs> there are. Some people see the anus as half full. <laughs> <laughs> that anus is half full. I can see it. Um, so, all right, keep that in mind. When uh, a sphincter closes, uh, an anus opens. It could be. It could be a temporary thing, but um, a symptom like that is definitely uh, COVID. That they, yeah, yeah that yeah. may be. Uh, it's possible COVID related. So, yeah. sphincter and anus are two different body parts. That's not the same body part, yeah, right? I, you know what? That, that's a good question. Is I there like an airlock? Two system? separate. I think there's a, a, sphincter, anus, and rectum. Are those all three separate things? Or, or, they, or are they three chambers? <laughs> yeah, it's a law firm. <laughs> it does sound like yeah, that. They're, they're not glasses in your state. Yeah. Yeah. Morgan, Morgan, sphincter, sphincter, anus, and rectum. We're not puckered in your state. Uh, Wait, that was who was that? Who was uh, Cordell? Cordell, Cordell. Cordell. Yeah. We, we pissed them off. Right. We Got did. It. Yeah, yeah. That's why they quit advertising yeah. with us. I know Casey that there are there's more than one sphincter, right? So there's the sphincter that uh, we all know and love. Yes, near no, the he's anus. right. Yeah, and, and then there's one. Uh, there's a sphincter in your throat, uh, maybe. But I know that there's one in the digestive system. Digestive system higher up, like uh, at the base of your stomach. Yeah, before your yes. small intestine, something along those lines. Yeah. Yep. And yep. then, then there is your butthole. <laughs> right. So that would be the distinction. Your, distinction. Your <laughs> There it is. Uh, I don't actually. That, that is an interesting thing. Are Those are three separates. Yes? Yes. Okay. What? The, is sphincter, anus, and butthole? Or well, not, I believe. <laughs> wait, wait. Stop. All right. Hang on. Sphincter, anus, and rectum, rectum are three different things. The rectum is the end of the long intestine, right? And then the anus is the very end. Right. And I've, unless I'm getting this wrong, the anus is a type of a sphincter. And those, okay. uh, all right. And okay. then the, the rectum is the foyer to the here's, anus. Here's your Venn diagram. All anuses are sphincters. Not all sphincters are anuses. Okay. Mm. That's what my you. grandmother nice. used to wow. say. Thank yeah. you. you know. she, had it, she had it stitched on a tattooed uh, on a, wall. Yeah. <laughs> with a butterfly above a vagina. <laughs> wow. Yo. <laughs> What's that, gum gum? Wait, speaking of poop, uh, (laughs) we have a new Daily Rush video. Of course we do. Uh, And it's about Amber. It's called Amber Turd and Elon's Penis. Or no, (laughs) no, it's called Amber Turd and Elon's Penis. Penis, of course, yeah. Uh, She pooped in the bed, and that's crossing a line for Casey and Johnny (laughs) Tapp. And you can watch the latest Daily Rush video now at PrestonCity.com, sponsored by Punchline Philly. Uh, Fishtown's first comedy club, restaurant, and bar. It was interesting to hear that that was a line. A bridge too far for you was that mm-hmm. that line. Because for me, uh, my my, you know my thing. My kryptonite is snot. Right. Mm-hmm. I uh, I can watch I, again. I can watch loved ones be you know splayed. I have no problem. But but snot, no, I can't do it. It's not that it's a line as far as like it grosses me out. Because listen, I've changed many diapers in my day, uh, so it doesn't like gross right. me out like that. It to me, it's just. There is a, I think, a, a level of sanity uh, that is lost when when you do that as a as a joke yeah. or or as a. Um, it's what, a, it's a, a as, 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 you're as just saying it's out. wrong. It's wrong. As, as lashing out. Yes. Yeah, oh, yeah, it's wrong. Yeah, as a show of defiance. Yeah, or something along like those lines. Like if Norma Ray in that famous scene had jumped up with the sign and taken a dump. Now, right. That's crazy. <laughs> right. Nick you Union. Watch- Union. <laughs> Union. 
right? Union! 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 You guys remember that movie? No. No, I was thinking of... Um... She said, it's, it's a very famous scene. She holds, stands up in the middle of this yeah. workshop and holds up they all the machinery's on. She holds up a sign that says Union because they were being treated poorly and by the company. Took and a... she took a crap right there on that textile machine, Steve. It was impressive. Uh-huh. It was her first Oscar. Yeah. Uh, Nick, I'm thinking of that scene in The Here Sopranos, if you recall. Uh, okay. She misspelled it. It says onion. <laughs> no. <laughs> she was onion. asking for onions. I love onions. Let me turn this machine off. No, way. You want some onions? I misspelled it. What scene in The Sopranos? Uh, there was a uh, scene in, I believe it was The Sopranos, and it might have been, um, I don't think it was Sopranos' son. I think it might have been somebody else's son where he was being, like, bullied or something, and he was. they were in the locker room, and the kids... Response to yes. whatever was going on, he he craps himself. No, he crapped well, on, on the, the floor. floor. Yeah, yeah. And then you know on he purpose? had to go. Yeah, and he had to go under some psychiatric evaluation yeah. as a result of it that. It was the uh, that the character who ended up being gay, uh, who left uh, Jersey to go hang out with Johnny Cakes up in Maine or wherever. And, he ends and so, up getting killed, doesn't he? Yeah, he does. Yeah, yeah in a brutal death. Um, and uh, Phil Leotardo kills him. But I think Phil. Anyway, I don't know how we ended up down this path, <laughs> but uh, that kid does that in that scene in the gym. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Oh, boy. All right, so uh, took a long... onions, unions, poop on the floor. <laughs> if we do the backtrack, we'll find out where we went. Shouldn't we do that to jump rope, Casey? <laughs> onions, <laughs> union, poop on, on the floor. floor. Onions, union, poop on the floor. <laughs> right, Kathy? I'm not taking part. No, come, you on, guys, Kathy. Just, come on, Kathy. Come on, jump in, Kathy. Kathy. Onions, union, poop <laughs> on the floor. No. Onions, unions, poop on the floor. No? No, I'm okay. mad at you. I can't believe you're, you're part mad? of this. Well, no, that's a good chance. <laughs> Beat up spot of four. My Is mama it? said that you want more. Onions, unions, poop on the floor. We're double dutching now. Come on, man. Can you double dutch, Kathy? I can't. <laughs> Me I've neither. I've always wanted to learn. And okay. I, I can't. Could Were we try that afraid? in the studio? Because I can't do it. Were you too afraid to jump in the middle? I couldn't uh, time it I out just, right. Uh, yeah, I, do, I can't time it. I, yeah. I can jump rope. I'm an amazing jump roper. Can you do it? <laughs> I you can Maybe. double the zutch. Zazel, will Z be the bilzel, but double the zutch. Yes, I can double dodge. What the hell is happening? I don't know. You Kathy. don't remember that song? No. Ilzy, willzy, bilzel, double the zutch. No. You double the zutch. Oh, my gosh. The double dutch bus. You guys don't remember that? I do yeah. remember it, yeah. Of course. Uh, uh, you no. don't remember that? No. Oh, I'm getting. We it probably have. Let's haven't. let's see if we can get maybe tomorrow and try, try to do oh the double dot. Listen, I I'm not gonna be able to do it tomorrow. I went for my first jog in probably. <laughs> anyway, I I went for my first jog in probably a year yesterday. Yeah, and my quads are. Killing me. If I tried to double dutch, you would see me cramp up immediately. Can I can't you? do it tomorrow. And Kathy, you but can't. By do the it? end of the week, I'll do all it. All right, all right. If you get, if you want to get, you want to get the ropes in here, we can try that. We have enough room to do it in. Here. I think we absolutely yeah. have enough room yeah. to do it. Okay. I Steve, one of I've my main. I, I don't know how to do this. Really? Yeah. I I can't. I w- always wanted to learn because I I jumping rope used to be one of my main exercises. Push-ups and jump rope. I was amazing at, like, the bar with the fake double dutch. I could do that. The bar with like, the fake Like, if you're at a bar oh, and yeah. you're on the dance floor and they... And oh, there's a fake, fake rope. Yeah, I'm, a, I'm yeah. so good at that. Yeah. Can you do that thing where you pretend fish someone in? Where you, <laughs> yeah. 
Dude, I would watch like straight up double dutch competitions on TV. They're uh, so good. They are. Now I can't do any of this stuff that we're looking at oh, where, they're, where they're doing I, these, you know, cross steps and oh, stuff like that. I could I could just do the regular. They're amazing. Up and down thing. So, okay, wait. Regular double dutch. Mhm. Are you going one foot, like right foot, left foot, or, you, or both at the same time? Right foot, left foot. Okay. Yeah. Um, you could do, no, That you'd be hopping really, really you'd fast. You'd be hopping too if, fast. If okay. on, Got it. All right, yeah, I see. It, I it see depends on, on how fast the rope is going, and, and the cadence you use is onions, unions, poop <laughs> on the floor. floor. Onions, onions, unions, poop, poop on, on the floor. Okay. You never heard that song before, Kath. No, wow. I, I don't know. I was a I roller skating it. Was it? Okay. I yeah. don't know. I don't remember. They play it in Titanic. <laughs> Stop it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's when they go yeah. down below. Yeah, and the Irish the people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah party. That's, where yeah. that's where the real party Yeah. <laughs> I need to see that overdub. <laughs> yeah. 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 She goes up on her on her yes! <laughs> I, I may do that for you today, Casey. <laughs> wow. Uh, well, it's not quite double dutch, but uh, the NHL <laughs> is getting underway. The Flyers skated yesterday. Very cool. They did the first part of the uh, the practice with masks on. Um, everybody's trying to work out how COVID is going to affect, um, you know, uh, professional sports. They try to come back into uh, uh, the regular, um, uh, you know, uh, season. Or not regular season, but uh, regular play. Um, so... There have been concerns and questions about how to address the lack of live fan participation. And in some cases, piped in audio clips or soundtracks from video games are being used, apparently. I would, I would do, I mean, I, to me, do what uh, the Wings do, you know, with the... Uh, Playing music all the play, time. Play, play, oh, so soundtrack you know, underneath. You know what? Watching one of the, I, I don't know if it's America's Got Talent or one, one of those shows. Anyway, the one with Howie Mandel. Oh, uh, yeah, America's, America's Got, got talent. talent. So I, I watched a, l- a small bit of one of those, and they they filled out uh, they filled it out with music, right? And they, just to have some kind of presence to make it feel sure. not quite so awkward. So, so they, like last night, Fallon was back in the studio for his monologue. Oh, no kidding. Mm-hmm. Okay, so they're, they're, they're going to start to fill it out, and they're going to you know they're, we're getting there. So the NHL is taking a different approach. They want to hear from hockey fans. Uh, team uh, season ticket holders are being are. Uh, beginning to receive correspondence from the teams, asking them to get involved. Instead of all fans, uh, they will probably be chosen because it's easy access to a database. They're going to have the ability to record and submit 30-second video and sound bites that could be included into the upcoming games. Hmm. Um, And you obviously have to watch what you're saying and also what you're wearing, too. Uh, they want like brands and right. stuff like that, but uh, the fan provided sounds will be heard live by players at the rinks, as well as used in the game broadcast and on NHL social media accounts. I think that whatever is least distracting to the players, I think a lot of times players just get used to the hum and the, the sort of drone of a of a crowd. Yeah. yeah, so it can't be something too disrupting. I I like the idea of just listening to the skates on the ice and and the slapping of the stick. Chamber I- music. Well, no, I don't. I don't need any of that stuff. I, w- one of the things that I enjoy most about being at a live hockey game are the actual sounds of the game. Do you know what I mean? I like, know. I, like, I, yeah, I, yeah. To me, it's, it is very cool. Yeah, hockey does get quiet at points mm-hmm. uh, during the game, so you can you can hear you know what's going on uh, down on the ice. Would you approve of an arena harpsichord player? <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> 
It is a pretty pleasant sound. You don't hear that often. Or how about that thing that Benjamin Franklin invented with the glass? Right. <laughs> you know that thing? Yeah, I'm yeah, about? yeah. Not the theremin. No, not the theremin. No. <laughs> it's large pieces of glass that spin in a circle. Ben Franklin invented the Moog synthesizer. It's, it's like when you go around a, uh, a wine glass and make that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. Do that face again. <laughs> Benjamin Franklin invented that. He did. I forgot the name of that particular instrument. The and turbine engine. Nick will, <laughs> Nick will look it up in just so a moment. So he invented electricity. No, no he, he didn't. Invent, he, he discovered, discovered electricity. He discovered that. He discovered, lightning. What is are we talking about here? He discovered double lightning Dutch is bus. a form of electricity. And, and the double Dutch bus. Yes, I miss. Anyway. <laughs> The glass uh, harmonica, not the harmonica, but the glass harmonica. Yeah. Uh, and then the Iano. Yeah, they, they invented the Iano and the synthesizer. And the ums. Mm. Yep. All right. And hockey. Hockey. Is, thank you. <laughs> so, is, that, is that an umpit you're blowing into? <laughs> yeah. Uh, if you've ever been to like a um, like a league game, like a, um, a local team game or something like that, you, you know, yeah. where there's not much of a crowd and just a few people. Hockey is still an enjoyable game to watch without the crowd yeah. noise and all that stuff. I still find it exciting. Nick to watch, and I so. went to a uh, hockey match for Brad Fox. It was yeah. one of the Brad Fox charity events. It was one of the best hockey games I ever saw. There it was, was limited, so much fun. limited crowd, but it was the brawls were fantastic, and it was great. But I, yeah, I think in all of this, all of the athletes, no matter what league they're in, they're going to be like they're going to be fine. I think it's us making yeah. the big deal. Like, what are we going to do without the noise, without the cheering? I think that they're. They'll be they'll be fine. They'll be used to it after a week. I think it is part of the professional sports figure to make a statement like, "Well, the crowd really helps us," and they, you know, to to say things like that. And I honestly, I secretly think that part of them want to try it out and see what it's like, maybe just yeah. without any fans there. And say, so, so listen, they're professional. They'll still they'll still focus on what they they still got to make money, mm-hmm. and their performance determines their money and and contracts and so on. So. You know what? I, they'll be okay. Did you they'll see be this, just fine. Did you see the story about the with the NBA of the um, the Instagram model who was already solicited to go inside? You know, they, they had in the bubble. Into the bubble. bubble. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, are you serious? <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's going to be very interesting to see how uh, hockey does because their training camps are going to be in their cities. Uh, you know, Flyers are in South Jersey, and then they're going to go to Canadian cities. They're going to go to Toronto and, and Edmonton. The NBA is going to stay in one city in Orlando. Yeah. And so to see how all of these leagues, leagues respond, MLS is in Orlando as well. Um, by the way, just speaking about the Flyers and hockey in general, I think we're going to have JVR on Thursday. He's going to give us a call because they, I think the team leaves for Toronto uh, early next week. So we want to chat with them before they take off. Okay. That'll be cool. So um, we can ask him about... Playing in front of very little noise. Yeah. yeah. And if you can double dodge. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And if he... On, <laughs> on skates. Oh, my God. I wouldn't doubt it, man. Some of those uh, some of those drills they do, they're they're jumping up and down like that. <laughs> We're watching the footage from Titanic, the dance scene, with double dodge bus play. <laughs> We're going to learn how to double dutch this week, Kath. Yay. I'm so excited. <laughs> Anyhow, so if you're a season ticket holder, they might ask you to record something. Uh, the league explained submissions need to be free of any possible copyright or trademark issues. And uh, told the recipients to avoid the appearance of paintings, posters, professional photography, or any other art in the background. As well as to avoid wearing apparel that shows any brands. So you have to be nude. 
Uh, the material submitted should include expected reactions to goals being scored and can be specific for each team. So if you want to... Yippee! Uh, you know, I mean, like, um, I don't know, what are some of the regulars at the uh, at the Flyers game? I mean, just the, the for, let's go Flyers chant. That you, well, besides that, maybe like players' names. Is, are there, is there anything going on right now? People will chant Rue when uh, G scores, when Giroux scores. So okay. it'll sound like a boo, but they'll go Rue, you know, so stuff like that. So that's what they want. Yeah. yeah. There was the a wooing thing there for a while that, uh, who do you call it, hated that. Yeah, um, uh, Jake Voracek hates yeah. that. And it's, yeah, it's it's the Ric Flair yeah. woo and uh, players. <laughs> <laughs> let's change yeah. it to so that. We can send it to that. <laughs> Please. <Yeah. laughs> I'll send me in doing that. I would love that. Yeah. I, would love that. I so terribly want a Philadelphia athlete to just have the last name Wilson because there's a fish song where everybody chants Wilson, and mm-hmm. I think that would be great inside the arena. They do it at um, uh, Seahawks games. I know. For Russell Wilson. I'm so yeah. jealous. I know. It's cool. <laughs> and they use the, they use the music? The they fish do, yeah. Wilson? Yeah, you hear the da 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 Wilson! Okay. Are there any players named Susudio? Johnny Sassoon? Yeah. <laughs> Not that I've checked. No. Be, uh, I don't know. There was one named Minagata DeVita, but <laughs> yeah. I don't know. It's a long time for It's Ina. Yeah. All right. Uh, we got to take a break. We're going to come back. We're going to get some bizarre file stories, and then we're going to talk to actor Will Sesso in just a little bit. Stay with us. With the continuing lack of actual live concerts, we're taking matters into our own hands. MMR rocks. The Who in concert Saturday night at 7. It's MMR's Saturday Night Concert Series, an hour-long concert made up of the best live performances ever captured. We're all jonesing for live music, and this should help. So hit the backyard, get the tailgate started, and crank up MMR every Saturday night this summer at 7. It's MMR's Saturday Night Concert Series. This week, The Who. 93.3 WMMR. Everything that rocks. Are you laughing at Neck Road, Steve? Because I, I was thinking it's spilled, spilled load. Oh, spilled load. Okay. <laughs> I know. It's I funny. After neck Road. All these years, you guys. And I just spilled spilled yeah, that and, cr- and uh, wood, 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 wood crustacean. Wood crustacean. Yeah. <laughs> this large balsa wood lobster. Yeah. All right. Uh, we have some bizarre file stories, and I will present them to you now. Now, bizarre. WMMR presents Kristen and Steve's Bizarre, bizarre File. All right, brought to you by HERS. You can pick up specially marked bags of HERS today for a chance to win $10,000 and take your summer to the next level. Full rules and details at summer.hers.com. HERS, forever good. So, an Alaskan Airlines flight was forced to land Saturday evening after a male passenger threatened to uh, kill all the other passengers on the plane. Oh, that's not cool. It's a fun flight. Uh, there's video of it too. What set um, him off? I, they don't know. He was just a nut job. Alaska Airlines Flight 422 left from SeaTac uh, Airport en route to Chicago O'Hare. The incident occurred approximately 20 minutes after departure. Police took the man into custody without incident once the plane landed and booked him for harassment. The man became extremely belligerent and physically aggressive during the ascent. He was quickly subdued by the flight crew and two able-bodied passengers, including a law enforcement officer who happened to be on the flight. Video of the incident shows the man yelling, and they have a close-up shot of him. I saw it. He's just go- he just goes, I'm going to kill everybody on this plane. Hmm. And then he goes, die in the name of Jesus. Hmm. 
All right. All right. It's kind of mixed messages there. Yeah, it is. In the video, two passengers are seen quickly taking the man down, telling other passengers it's going to be okay. Listen, I went a little crazy there. (laughs) I I hope you all have a good flight, and I'd like to buy you all a beverage. A passenger on the plane uh, said that one of the men who helped is actually a police officer in Chicago. After the passengers had the man secured, a flight attendant announced over the loudspeaker that the plane was going to land at the nearest airport. By the way, he was like a short, scrawny dude. I would have gotten up and taken the guy. Yeah, down. sure. Yeah, I think yeah. I, I think I could have handled it. Mean, that that you got you got to assess. You got it. You got to size him up. How big is this guy? How much is this worth? Yeah. Go get this him, Chris. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> grab, grab, grab his wheelchair. Grab his wheelchair. Yeah, that I'll help you out. Kick his cane. Uh, which political party uh, do you feel most aligns with your pet's beliefs? An Atlanta family says. Uh, they received a voter registration form last week for their cat, Cody Timms, who died 12 years ago. <laughs> That's now, ridiculous. Every now and then you hear of a pet getting yeah, one of these. Yeah. The cat died 12 years ago. The, the only living cat should be on the active voter ranks. The Timms say they found the form addressed to the cat in their mailbox on Wednesday. The late cat's owner, Carol, says uh, oh, there's some bad memories. So there's a huge push, but if they're trying to register cats, I'm not sure who else they're trying to register. Uh, the Georgia Secretary of State's office said that they did not send out the form and that third-party groups behind such applications often use mailing lists to obtain names and addresses of people or apparently cats. <laughs> a suspect in a serious assault case from mid-June was arrested Thursday on a warrant charging him with two counts of second-degree assault. Uh, Henry Sarkozy, 23 years old, was charged with a domestic violence uh, in a domestic violence investigation in which a man was assaulted with a rock and a guitar. A rock? Not yeah. a rock guitar. No. A rock and a guitar. The two separate things, yes, causing serious physical injury. You want a rock? A uh, female. <laughs> you want a rock? A <laughs> uh, female who was at the scene was assaulted, as was also assaulted. Um, <clears throat> not much more to go on than other than uh, this guy was held on a $500,000 bond after that. <laughs> now a little closer to home, a 35-year-old Bethlehem man walked into a bedroom about 4.30 a.m. on Thursday in a city home and started an argument about food with the occupant. So he did not live at this house? Uh, No. Derek Hunsicker, who is known to the victim, then began to beat the person with a wooden handrail uh, over an argument over food, striking the person several times in in the front and back of the body and causing bruising the forearm. You mean to tell me you never eat beef stroganoff? It could have been beef stroganoff for all I know. They didn't indicate what kind. <laughs> really? What's wrong with you? Never. Never in your life. Uh, Never even wanted to try it. Liar. Hunsicker was arrested and charged with aggravated assault, simple assault and harassment, with, and uh, arraigned uh, with a bail set at $25,000. Imagine you're in your bedroom and some lunatic comes in <laughs> screaming about beef stroganoff. Just screaming about food. <laughs> uh, a woman in her 30s uh, sought medical help for minor injuries Saturday after she collided with a bear while running on a trail in Glacier National Park. Sorry. Uh, no, she ran into the bear. Oh. Uh, park staff said Saturday afternoon that the, bitch, I'm jogging here. That the woman was a trail runner and on Huckleberry Lookout Trail the other day. 
I'm your Huckleberry. Uh, the surprise encounter was reported about 9 a.m. The woman was running with two other people, and she she was the lead runner when she and the bear collided, collided. and tumbled together and fell off the trail. What happened? Uh, once separated, the bear ran off. He was out of there. He was probably shocked. Yeah, the woman and her two friends reportedly walked back down the trail and met rangers at the trailhead. Uh the Glacier National Park staff yes, this woman attacked me on the trail. Uh, tweeted on social media that the bear and woman are okay. Uh-huh. Uh, the woman How do my, they know the bear's okay? My, that's a good question. I mean, they don't know the women. They have not, the one they have not interviewed the bear. Uh, the woman had minor injuries to her head and arm, and she took herself to the regional medical center. Rangers determined that it was a surprise encounter with no further issues. There are no other reports of the bear or additional encounters on the trail. Rangers posted. Uh, the trail for bear frequenting, but have not closed the trail. Well, she dodged the proverbial bullet on that one. Yeah, visitors at Glacier National Park are reminded that the park is home to black and grizzly bears. Uh, so you got to watch out. There's no effing way I would jog in that area. Actually run into one, which is what happened to her. And there you go. That is what we have in the Bizarre File for you this morning. Our next guest is on the line. He is ready to go. And he's he's promoting a show that is going to be premiering tomorrow night on ABC. I'm going to watch this sucker. I thought the uh, the, the commercials for it have been pretty amusing. At 8 o'clock. Yeah, he's great. He's he's such a great actor and and funny in so many things. So we would like to welcome him on board. It's called United We Fall. Please welcome Mr. Will Sasso to the show. Good morning, Will. Hey, good morning. How are you? Good, man. You must be excited. This project you've been working on, set to go, especially amidst all the bizarre cancellations that have been taking place over the last several months. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The good thing about this, or the fortunate thing, rather, is that we we shot the show last fall. So uh, there, we're in absolutely no danger of Dr. Fauci walking onto the set. And, <laughs> and stopping and everything. Stop. At this yeah, point, do yeah, you even remember the, the episodes that you shot? <laughs> no, no, I don't remember uh, what the, I don't even remember what the show's about. <laughs> but, uh, there's been, I, it sort of feels like since around, what is it, february Yeah. We've all had some other things on our minds. Yeah. It's, but, yeah, we, it's so funny, well, because we were talking about this. I, there were things like, you know, we, we're just that, that in the news that occurred just months ago that seemed like 10 years ago. But honestly, uh, there you, you got in under the wire, as they say. And I think people are looking for new stuff, uh, you know, to check out. So I, I, I was, you know, I was seeing the teasers for it. and I found myself laughing at the teasers. And so my wife and I are on board. It, look, it looks like a, a, a funny show. And it seems to be the ensemble. You have a good ensemble with this, especially with Jane Curtin. Oh, cheers. Yeah, well, I hope you guys dig it. And, yeah, to be working with Jane Curtin, I mean, I still haven't um, I still haven't made peace with that. It's unreal <laughs> to me. Yeah. Uh, because I look over and playing my mother in the show is, is Jane Curtin. So that's, mm. that, that will never make sense to me. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Now, now you you and uh, uh, Christina Vidal stars as your um, as your wife Joe in this, and you have the the living mother. Is that a dynamic that either one of you have ever had in real life? No, I've never I've never uh, had that situation. I know Christina and uh, it, it openly talks about how she loves her mother in law, but but yeah, anyone who would would be you know on top of your family the way that that Jane Curtin's character is in the show, that would be, yeah, it would be uncomfortable. But, no, I've never, thankfully, okay. 
lived in a situation like that. Sure, and she's perpetually critical of you. Now, now the thing, that the dynamic that usually exists, the dad's a little bit of a goofball and, and uh, you know, uh, you know. Hot wife. Hot wife, mm-hmm. yes, right. of course. Mm-hmm. Uh, not to yeah. extra- detract from your hotness, but uh, the, in the uh, in the, the teaser, you know, you you had the, the dynamic where you're saying to your daughter, now I know, you know, we, we don't have a favorite, just as you don't have a favorite parent, and she immediately says, oh, no, you know, mommy's my favorite parent. Uh, and and yeah. I I think that kind of that that shows that it's it's uh, it's taking the normal uh, thing and turning it on its ear a little bit. Uh, did you have any hand in in the in the creation or writing of the series, or was it brought to you? No, it was brought to me. I had no no part in in writing or creating at all. And and the cool thing about the show is that the writer creator Julius Sharp, it, the show is based on his life and the life of his wife uh, Stephanie Estahada, who's also a writer producer on the show. So. All of this stuff with the, you know, the critical mother and and and, and the child who prefers uh, their mom, it, it, it's and other things where you know um, uh, there's a visit to the uh, a disgusting visit to the ER and and <laughs> things like things like this uh, that that uh, these two have to go through with their kids are. Things that that Julius and and, and Stephanie went through have in encountered, their, yeah, in their and, real lives, and it's yeah. back. It's back to back episodes tomorrow night, correct? That's right. We'll yeah. premiere with uh, our two first episodes back to back. These things, to me, I, I I love sitcoms that are done well, and, and again, it, it, they live and die by the ensemble. And so, you, I was reading a, an interview with you, and you said you everyone just immediately clicked. I mean, that's that's got to be the 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 biggest sort of, um, I guess, trepidation when you get involved. What if we don't gel? And you said, you know, from yeah. the, you hit the ground running. Well, yeah. I mean, look, you can have a fantastic script and a great show that a network is behind and that you have a, a great crew working on and everything is awesome. And then the actors show up and you get like, you know, one and a half douchebags and you're done. <laughs> yeah, so, exactly. You know, you're done. And there's no way to, to, to continue. There's no rapport. It's a toxic set. Rah, rah, rah. Uh, leave it to us actors to ruin everything, including a, an in an industry, yeah. but um, we are, we were extremely fortunate and, and uh, every, everyone in the cast, Christina is the, one of the sweetest people I've met and Jane, who's as kind as she, she is legendary. We have Guillermo Diaz and just a bunch of really nice people who enjoy being together. And I think, I think we kind of, you know, it's a bunch of pros who understand that it's a, it's a family show. It's meant to, you know, it's it, it is a throwback, sort of a nostalgic feeling of a, a, a show where you can sit on the couch and watch it with your family. And if you're gonna if, if you're gonna show up to work and be a dick with that kind of life, <laughs> yeah, yeah, like yeah. screw off, get lost. You know? Listen, you've you've worked with a lot of people over the years, and and you look like you've you've had fun with some one of our you know to touch on some of your other uh, points in your career. Uh, best in show. Uh, obviously, is a movie that that we love, and there's a line that you deliver, Will, in that movie that we use all the time. And I don't know if you, if, just by mentioning that, what would you guess that it would be from that film in particular? Is it, well, people always talk about the uh, the one where the, if you're if you get tired, pull over. If you get hungry, eat something. That's yeah. it. If you get hungry, eat something. We, we say when, it when all one of us is time. leaving, yeah. we say, "All right, if you get hungry, eat something." <laughs> I, and was and and that's you know those are improvs. Was that just a line you yeah. came up with? Yeah, I think it has something to do with my my childhood and adulthood addiction to beef jerky. Every time I go, every time I go on a road trip, you don't stop. 
at a gas station without getting your beef pellets, you know, your meat rations. So I, I think I, I think I must have been drawing on that because yeah, you pull over. You're always told to pull over if you get tired. Yeah. But nobody instructs you to to eat something if you get hungry. I think it's an important thing. Speaking as a chubby dude, uh, get your beef jerky. Okay. I have to tell you that you you actually are are part of our show. Virtually every day we play this effect, and it's it's you. It's. It's the Arnold rant, uh, <laughs> and it's all it the played t- all the time. I yeah. mean, virtually mm-hmm. every day. That's it's not Arnold. <laughs> no. I had no idea. No, until this where is that? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I thought that was like, Arnold. It sounds. Like- yeah, it sounds like Arnold on a roller coaster. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we kid you not, but I, that's the, the. I know you're a child of television, and and it's sort of pop culture just permeates every every bit of your your life, and it's the same thing with us. So we have this sort of Tourette's when it comes to stuff like that, and you're at the at the center of a lot of it. Uh, yeah, I, I yeah, I've always been addicted to TV, so yeah, it's it's uh, yeah, they, they, yeah. There's things that I'm sure I watched. Uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger in Total Recall, you know, in outer space with his eyes bulging, yep. going, yeah, 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 yeah. And yep. how, come, how come this isn't the impersonation for Arnold? It should always be no words, no consonants. <laughs> it just bells. <laughs> That's the best. Listen, Will, Steve and I are huge fans and very excited to hear that the Three Stooges sequel has been announced. Uh, we loved that movie, and I specifically loved your attention to detail yeah. while portraying Curly. And one of the things I never really paid attention to were his hand gestures that you did, these very effeminate-like hand gestures <laughs> from this guy, and you just nailed it. Oh, cheers. Thank you so much for saying that. You know, I, I you, it's one thing to, to have been a lifelong fan of Stooges, but then you got to... You know, you got to study and study and study them. And, and I would watch, I would watch his hands. I would just watch a, a, a Stooges short and just watch his hands. You know, yeah. you'd watch it twice. I, um, his hands are doing some very interesting things. He's, he's. I mean, he's one of the absolute greatest. He's in the top three, top five physical comedians <laughs> of all time. Agreed. And, uh, yeah. And the the, the the funny thing, Will, is is that he, he here's a guy who's. You know they had him. They had him cut his hair short. I mean, they they basically he, he was he was not always enamored of the notion of this character that he was, but he he threw himself into it. And I think people get dismissive of the Stooges and anybody. You, you're getting a basic. You're getting the verbal comedy, and you're getting to me. It's like the Looney Tunes. I say if you want a crash course in comedy, the Looney Tunes, the Bugs Bugs Bunny, and the Three Stooges. I mean, everything's covered in in their skill set. Yeah, I, I mean, I agree. I think those they created, and also, you know, their stage version uh, early with before Curly was even in it. You know, yeah. it was Shemp, and then Shemp made a return in the on-camera stuff. But they really created a, a, a triad, like a, a triangle of comedy that works um, with, you know, here's the guy in charge, here's the nice flowery one, Larry, and then here's, <laughs> You know the, the the idiot, and and uh, but then but then also Mo is an idiot too. He's the idiot in charge, so he's just angry for no reason. And they created wittingly or unwittingly just the best comedy blueprint ever. And then we're we're making the movie just laughing. We're not, and we know completely 
that we're not responsible for any of these laps from no, well, you you you, the- you guys nailed it. I mean, they, they, and I that's very uh, humble of you to say it, but but the, the truth of the matter is, is is that you guys nailed it and gave us some more material in, in the vein. And you 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 didn't. It wasn't a parody. It was an homage, and it worked. It worked really well. So, um, oh, cheers. Yeah, the, the the stuff is great. I wanted to ask you. I just happened to see in passing over the weekend a movie called The Legend of Awesomest Maximus, the yeah. National Lampoon movie. When was that movie made? That when was that movie? Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, I don't know, like two thousand eight. Okay, because I I didn't. It, it was it's sort of a, a lampoon parody of I guess three hundred, and and you're the star, and I was like, it was actually amusing, and I had never heard of it. Was it was it? Did it ever get a theatrical release? No, 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 <laughs> no. Uh, uh, absolutely a resounding no. Uh, <laughs> You know, it's a National Lampoon movie, which, of course, you know, that that brand was go from from, you know, when you take from Animal House, uh, you know, Vacation, which are some of the funniest movies ever. And then, you know, into Van Wilder in the late 90s. Right. So I caught up with them in 2008 when they were. Yeah, they were doing uh, a, a few smaller films and I think some, you know, I don't know. Uh, some regional chewing gum commercials. I'm not sure <laughs> okay, so not not they weren't at the at the at the pinnacle at that point. Well, I enjoyed it. It's fine. You yeah. know what? I I I I I read the script and it was like it was like it really irreverent, super offensive, and uh, and <laughs> and yeah, we we made a real. I mean, what a silly movie. But there's a bunch of moments in it where I was like. Yeah, that's funny. Right. <laughs> well, listen, Will, we know you got to run, but we just want to point out to everybody, United We Fall, uh, the premiere tomorrow night, and it's two features back-to-back at 8 o'clock on ABC. So good luck with everything, and hopefully we'll see you and, and talk to you soon, okay? Thanks so much, guys. Thanks All right, take care. Will Sasso, yeah. guys. Oh, he's great. And I love that. I love that Three Stooges movie. Yeah, I, I it's, love it. it's really well done. Um, my girlfriend had never seen any of the Christopher Guest movies, so uh, oh. last week we watched the the first three. We have not watched Four Year Consideration yet, but we did Best in Show, and then um, uh, Guffman. Well, Guffman first, Guffman Best in yeah. Show, and then A Mighty, a Mighty Wind. Wind. And A Mighty Wind is um, not necessarily that funny of a movie, but the music in it is hilarious. Yeah, Oscar winning, and and so well I Oscar nominated. At yeah, least. And the Mitch and Mickey tunes are yeah. are great, yeah. um, and the John Michael Higgins did a lot of the music in it. Too, but yeah, yeah. The, I, I had forgotten that Will Sasso was in Best in Show. He's in a Mighty Wind too. Is he? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I gotta go. You know what? I gotta show my kids those movies. I got, especially they're really timely. A couple you, you, of them I think would dig it. You know, it's a funny part of the Three Stooges movie. At the end, they have the supposedly the Farrelly brothers talking about things that you shouldn't do in the movies, and they got these two ripped actors. <laughs> yeah. Who are you know. With these dubbed over voices, and they're showing how you know the bats are plastic and stuff like that. It's very, very funny. All right, with that, we're taking a break. We're coming back. We're going to test your knowledge and give something away for the uh, with our uh, lesson question. Also, a thank you again uh, to Anna and her brother at uh, Anna's Corner Store. Uh, it's built on the idea that uh, everything tastes and feels like home. They they run the whole shop, and you can order the Zep. Uh, for takeout today featuring Deeds and Watson premium cooked salami, provolone cheese, and a whole lot of love. So thank you to Deeds and Watson and Brianne Latella's in Havertown and Anna's Corner Store in East Norton. We'll be back in just a moment. Like the Preston and Steve Show podcast? Check out MMR's other audio on demand at WMMR.com or on the MMR mobile app. Back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. Casey was just telling me we had a... Uh, uh, a, a showdown of sorts of Guns N' Roses songs. 
as to which was the best, and that one came in at number one. Came in at number one, and I'm, I'm okay with that because I believe Sweet yeah. Child of Mine came in at number two, and, and I, honestly, it just sort of depends on the day on which one I like better than the other. But I thought that the top 15, 16 songs were definitely up for debate. Okay. All right. I, I would have thought Sweet Child of Mine simply because of its of its cross appeal. You know, sure, it, it can, sure. It can go across genres, I think, it was a little bit. The first GNR song that I think got a lot of traction, right? It popped yeah, yeah. Welcome to the Jungle was the first one released. That's one. Yeah. You can see Axel still had his big hair and right, everything yeah. in that one video, and then that went away very, very quickly. But, uh, but yeah, they, they exploded onto the scene. But, uh, yeah, I'm all right with that. Yeah. I'm definitely okay with that. All right, so we're going to do today's lesson question, and we are going to give away uh, 24 karat gold dip rose from Steven Singer Jewelers. And the question I have to ask is, what fake disease invented by Steve includes a temporary loss of smell? Hmm. 215-263-WMMR. All right. The fake disease includes a temporary loss of smell. What's it called? 215-263-WMMR. We shall do the trash while you're calling in. The trash business is a gold mine. 93.3 WMMR with Preston and Steve's Hollywood Trash. All right, Steve, what is going on this morning? Well, longtime BFFs Oprah Winfrey and Gail King were ecstatic to be reunited after King spent 14 days in quarantine due to a possible COVID-19 exposure. The joy was only temporary, though, as Oprah had to tell King that she had tested positive for cooties. Oh, oh my This is going to be devastating. Courtney Stodden has officially blocked Brian Austin Green on her social media, saying oh. she discovered he was a womanizer. Stodden says she she's done with younger men and is heading back to the nursing homes. <laughs> <laughs> And finally, Queen Elizabeth's time in isolation has been made just a bit more enjoyable thanks to a sweet gift sent to her by seven-year-old royal fan, Timothy Matters. According to the Daily Mirror, young Mr. Matters sent the Queen a handmade word jumble game and a Black & Decker hammer dildo. <laughs> That's your Wow. Okay. Isn't that sweet? Uh, we'll see if somebody knows the answer to this question. What fake disease invented by Steve includes a temporary loss of smell, 215 263 WMMR, and I will go to Mark and see if he knows the answer. Hey, Mark, how you doing? Doing good. All right, Mark, what is the fake disease that includes a temporary loss of smell? Schnoznosis. Mm, schnoznosis. Judges? It's up to you. He was... <laughs> he was listening. He was so... listening, clearly. Schnozitosis. <laughs> Well, we're going to give it to you. You right? couldn't just make that up unless you had heard it. So, schnozitosis. I'll, every now and then a little leniency, but I think somebody else said schnozitis. Because we're a show of the people. We're schnozitosis. All right, since so got that right, Mark, we are going to set you up with a 24-karat gold dip rose from Stephen Singer Jewelers. Stephen Singer Jewelers showroom at the other corner of 8th and Walnut is now open for appointments only. And you can go to IHateStevenSinger.com to book your appointment today. Music News Time. Now, Preston and Steve's Music News on 93.3 WMMR. And my testicle's black. <laughs> All right, uh, we'll begin with this. Eddie Vedder has taken part in the ALS Trick Shot Challenge. Huh. Uh, the Pearl Jam frontman has been challenged to participate by Chicago Cubs President of Baseball Operations, Theo Epstein. Theo! Uh, to, 
Com- love it. To complete a trick shot as part of Trick Shot for Snowy Challenge. So we're talking about a, a baseball trick shot? Well, it could be any anything okay. considered trick shot. Right. So similar to, I'm watching the video of this right now. It's awesome. Uh, similar to the recent Ice Bucket Challenge, participants are asked to perform some type of athletic undertaking or a trick shot to raise awareness, make a donation, and then nominate a friend to do the same. So for his trick shot, according to Loudwire, Vetter, Vetter hopped atop his surfboard, skimming along a lake surface following Bert, cause you, boat, because you can you can surf in the um, the wake of a boat to right. certain certain wakes. Sure, yeah. Uh, so while he was doing this, he's also balanced while carrying a baseball bat, and he's wearing a batting helmet and every and somebody tosses a ball. Uh, and he makes contact and knocks it out while he's surfing. Very nice. So it's pretty cool. Uh, Better nominated his Pearl Jam bandmate Jeff Ahmet to uh, and um, uh, retired and says, oh, and also retired and three times Stanley Cup champion Chicago Blackhawk Chris Chelios to take part in the challenge. Uh, so this could be kind of fun. Yeah, you know, if that, it takes off. That wake surfing all the time is uh, Cecily. Cecily yeah. Titan. Yeah, I've got she some neighbors. She loves it. I have some neighbors of mine that are into it as well. Yeah, I invited myself to go out with uh, Cecily to do that. Yeah, you should. She has not I'm, taken me up on that. Oh, she'll yeah. take you out. She'd love <laughs> to take you out, I'm sure. <laughs> when did you invite yourself? I was just on social media. Oh, you did it yeah, on social yeah, media. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Jim Garner and I, and we're going skeet shooting. Those are <laughs> solid <laughs> plans when you invite yourself Absolutely. over social media. <laughs> mm-hmm. Uh, to celebrate the 30th anniversary of the Black Crows debut album, Shake Your Money Maker, the band will launch their first e-commerce merchandise shop in almost 10 years. Uh, the new collection of Black Crows merch will include T-shirts, hoodies, and hats. And composters. Their, uh, with their classic designs as well as some never-before-seen artwork. Huh. The merch is exclusive to the store and only available online uh, at shop.theblackcrows.com. I wonder which band generates the most revenue from their merch. Kiss? Yeah. Is it Kiss? Um, gotta be, right? Yeah, you would imagine because they're masters at marketing that stuff. And they, they have all kinds of things. It's a variety of... Plus a uh, full line of chicken <laughs> and <laughs> poultry-related items. Buys what? Poultry-related Absolutely. Items. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, we're branching out. Plumage and everything. whatnot. Okay. Everything you need. We're, we're branching out into doves next week. Uh, Kirk Hammett has revealed that he was sitting on the toilet when he got the phone call to join Metallica. <laughs> wow. Uh, the lead guitarist said that at the time he was in a metal band called Exodus and received the call on April Fool's Day. <laughs> Guess who is this? <laughs> Metallica? Why, well, I'd love to. <laughs> Just one second. He's... He said it was uh, it was April first, April Fool's oh, Day. Oh well, you see, you'd be leery of that call. Sitting on the toilet, and I got a guitar- I got a call from uh, Mark Whitaker, who is the sound engineer for Metallica. And after I hung up, I was like, I can't believe I just got that phone call. Was that an April Fool's Day prank? Uh, he said a couple days later, I got this tape from them, but I already had the demo, and I already knew two thirds of the songs on there. Uh, Kirk then talked about his uh, Exodus bandmates and how they reacted when he told them that he was leaving to join Metallica. He said they were pissed. So I remember Paul Balaf was so pissed that he poured beer over my head. Huh. He said, I can't believe you're doing this, Kirk. And then he poured beer over my head. And the I band's just, going nowhere. He said, I just took it. 
And he said, yeah, yeah, I know. So that's how it came about. I mean, you get an offer to join Metallica. Yeah. What well, was a Metallica? Metallica was Metallica at that point. Oh, yeah. 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 Oh, yeah. It wasn't like it was, you know. Yeah, they were just. Leaving uh, for some dumpy other yeah, band. Dave Mustaine was yeah. already in the band. They so were established and mm-hmm. they were getting rid You'd of him. You'd have to be an and, idiot not to do that. And they put uh, Kirk in, yep. So on sale now is Jimmy Page, the Anthology Portfolio Fine Art Print Series. The Led Zeppelin guitarist is sharing hundreds of items from his private collection, including stage costumes, equipment, and instruments from throughout his career. The trade version of Page's Anthology book will be published on September 8th via Genesis Publications. The photos are presented in artist editions of only 75 numbered copies with each print signed by Jimmy Page. Along with a certificate of authenticity accompanying the final framed artwork uh, printed in Lightfast Geekly Inks. It's printed in Lightfast Geekly Inks. Yes. <laughs> I'm sure you're going to love it. It's spelled G I C L E E. Geekly. Geekly. Onto 100% cotton rag paper. <laughs> Page said in Does a statement. Ma- I guess it matters to some people. I guess it's Geekly. Geekly. Maron Glossy. From the runways of Paris. Geekly. Uh, uh, you can't say anything in French without sounding pretentious. Oh, right. you're right. Yeah. You're absolutely Poisson. right about that. French fry. Oh. <laughs> this guy over so here. Pompous. No, it's frites. Yeah. Frites. frites. Freedom frites. Um, he said, if I, want, I wanted to include items from my personal archive that have uh, played a part of my career over 60 years to illustrate the detail years. behind the detail. And then one last story. I actually have a Grateful Dead story to Set for release on Thursday is the latest Grateful Dead live archival set as uh, part of the ongoing Dave's Pick series. Jambands.com posted that Dave's Picks (laughs) Volume 35 features the band's April 20th, 1984 gig at... The Philadelphia Civic Arena. Wow, wait, I'm sorry. What was the date of that? It was April 20th, 1984. Okay. You were thinking April 19th, 1984. I was. Yeah. <laughs> I was I don't know, Why? Just, no, 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 no. There was the date um, that I was supposed to go to a dead show, and I was like, no, nah, I'll catch them next time. And they had done Unbroken Chain for the first time in Philadelphia ever, and then... Uh, Jerry died, and they never came back to Philadelphia again. So, so you're saying in some way you had a hand in his death? I killed him. Okay. <laughs> Where's Casey? (laughs) Is Casey here? But it's Dave's picks? Why did I always think it was Dick's picks? I don't know. I think you're just thinking of Dick picks. Maybe I'm thinking of... I'm always thinking of Dick picks, guys. (laughs) It's gotta be. (laughs) Uh, Among the tunes included is the Rarely Keep Your Day Job, the Rarity Keep Your Day Job, which uh, was only performed 57 times between 1984 and 1986, before being discarded from the band's repertoire. I appreciate repertoire. the Grateful Dead. Yeah, repertoire. I'm sorry. I appreciate the Grateful Dead. I just, um, like, like live stuff. It is Dick's Picks. Okay, sorry. I don't know when it went from Dave's Picks or Dick's Picks to Dave's Picks. Maybe there's more than one Dave. Maybe, maybe, I don't maybe, trust maybe Dave. you can talk to someone. Well, maybe Dick might be dead. <laughs> if Dick is an actual human being and not just... Whatever. All right, uh, well, give us the history. Question. I don't know what Dick's Picks yeah, is. Please. I don't know what Dave's yeah. Picks is. All right, so go ahead. Let's, let's travel down this path. We're going to travel down this path. You're the one who brought it up, mister. Actually, uh, you did. <laughs> um, so Dick's Picks is just um, various live dead shows that were, I guess, mastered that, that aren't necessarily um, like uh, tapers 
uh, shows, right? So it's it's a good quality live show that maybe somebody named Dick picked that, and it is like it's it's a good quality sounding live show. All right. So for instance, I'm looking at uh, 2000 Dick's Picks Volume 18, which was uh, from. February third, nineteen seventy-eight, and so that so, was... so Dick died. Casey, you're right. Okay, and, then, and Dave took over. So okay. it, it evolved from Dave. Uh, Dick Dave picks. replaced Dick. Yes, and now okay. it's, it's Dave's picks. So they just continued the tradition. It's the same general idea, and it's just now Dave instead of it used to be a guy named Dick. And there was an episode of the Goldbergs, Casey. I'm sure you saw it, where yep. they, where Barry believes that he's he hates the Grateful Dead, and he believes that if he goes with his friends who love the Grateful Dead, and he's going to go record the show, he'll get them all in trouble and get him thrown out of the concert. And the guy goes, "Hey, you, with the recording equipment, yeah." Over there, that's where you go if you want to record. <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> and so, you know, that was like the staple for Grateful Dead shows and Fish shows. Like, you can bring, you know, they have a tapers section where you can record your shows. and um, But the quality's not that great. You, Preston, Steve, you guys were in my brother's car that one time where we were listening to a, you know, a, a Fish concert that uh, yes. was from the tapers. The Fishmobile. And so back then, you know, there was like a novelty to it. But now that you actually have like decent quality, and I'm not talking about fish. I'm talking about like Pearl Jam, for instance. Like you have really good quality sound that's coming out of a live show. Especially when a a band changes its set list from night to night. You know, if you can get one live album from U2, it's going to be generally the same throughout a tour. Right. Uh, But some bands change it up from night to night. Well, the Grateful Dead, it was just each each night was one one different song. The show was different. One different song. Tonight we're playing a two-hour song, and then tomorrow we'll play another two-hour song. We spent a lot more time on this I than know. I thought we were going to. Oh, you brought it so, up. You know, I, I know, and I won't again. Was at that point when they realized they made a critical mistake. Uh, so Mickey Hart said that although he and the dead surviving members, Bob Weir, Phil Lesh, and Bill Kritzman, uh, don't personally troll through the band's tape archive, the group takes a very hands-on approach with their live releases. He said, we decide on which ones we want to release, how many a year, uh, and our label, Rhino, does it. So they really help out. And, and Mickey was great when he came by here. Yes, yeah. absolutely. Loved him. Really, really cool. Studio. Yep. I've heard Phil Lesh was, is not a very good interview, and we were lucky that we got Mickey. Oh, so really? He doesn't talk much. We need okay. to get Bob Weir's daughter in for an interview. Yeah, you yes. need to talk to Monet. Monet. Mm-hmm. In studio. And that is what I have in music <laughs> news for you. We are done. <laughs> That's it. With that segment. Nurse, get the tranquilizer. Uh, I would like to give away. Should I save any for tomorrow or give all these away now? Um, How generous you, know what? I'll you save, I'll save two for save tomorrow. two for tomorrow. So we have this drive-in. Glad you consulted with him. Yes. <laughs> Is it Dick's Picks? Uh, we have a night at the drive-in, and it's at uh, Shankweiler's Drive-In in Orfield, which is near Allentown. There are two movies to make you proud, it's called. Uh, and it's Black Panther and Creed. Now, take caller number 10 and caller number 11 at 215-263-WMMR. We'll set you with passes for four people, meaning one car. You get a reserve spot. Uh, and it's Amazon Studios and Michael B. Jordan's Outlier Society as they're presenting a night at the drive-in, a nationwide summer screening series celebrating multicultural voices in cinema. So it's at 8.50 tomorrow night. Right. It's pretty cool. Keep that in mind as you call. A drive-in. Set you up. 215 263 uh, WMMR. And by the way, if you don't win, you can visit anightofthedrivein.com to get first-come, first-serve passes. All right. And 
We'll take one more break and come back in a second and get ready to uh, wrap stuff up. Uh, Pierre will be in here shortly, and uh, we'll thank our friends at uh, Deets and Watson once again for coming by. And uh, we had uh, Bria and Latellas in Havertown and Anna's Corner Store in East Norton. So awesome stuff. We will be back in just a moment. Stay with us. What's new? Glad you asked. Godsmack. Killers. Green Day. New music. More of everything that rocks. On 93.3 WNMR. We're getting ready to wrap up the program. Enjoyable for, uh, you know, Tuesday mornings. Are usually Tuesdays are not my favorite day of the week, and I love it when we have a good time. Yeah, it was in a good morning. Yeah. yeah, we had some uh, great guests on, so I want to thank Alex Winter for yeah. being on the show today. Oh. Alex plays Bill S. Preston from uh, Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure. There's another movie coming out in uh, August. And uh, but he's got a documentary that uh, we were talking with him about called Showbiz Kids, and it's uh, on tonight. And it's about you know kids growing up in in that atmosphere of being an actor, which he was one. He was a stage actor. And, I want to watch it. Yeah, and, and it goes into some dark stuff and some a little bit of everything, from what I understand. So. Will Wheaton's in it too. You know, yeah. he, uh, out of the gate, he was Wesley Crusher and Stand by Me, and yeah, you know, he's he's doing okay. Though. Uh, Will Sasso yeah. was great. He is on a program uh, which makes it its premiere tomorrow night, and it's called United We Fall. There's going to be back-to-back episodes. Uh, it's at 8 and 9 o'clock on 6 ABC, or from 8 to 9 o'clock on 6 ABC. He was great, man. Yeah. And he's going to be playing Curly again. They're going to do another awesome. Three Stooges uh, movie, which is awesome. Um, so those are all the... Oh, and I'm sorry, I need to thank once again Deets and Watson, uh, the Real Philly Deli Gang, uh, for coming by today. And uh, don't forget, we, we had Bria and Latella's uh, dropping off food this morning and also Anna's Corner Store. Uh, Bria and Latella's is in Havertown. Anna's is in East Norton. And uh, don't forget uh, Deets and Watson. It is a family thing you can order today from your local Real Philly Deli and support local businesses. So thank you for the food, man. We appreciate it. And I've been to both of those locations. I shot videos for Deets and Watson's Real Philly Deli tour. And so, and they're both great. But I wanted to give a, a special a, a shout-out, a shout-out, uh, and my condolences to Chef Dan D'Angelo's friends and family. So, Chef Dan, when I walked into Brian Latella's, I opened up the door, and he was like, Gad Zooks! Oh. Huge Preston Steve fan, huge MMR fan, and a, just a wonderful, big personality. And I loved meeting him and hanging out with him and shooting the video with him. Uh, unfortunately, Dan lost his battle with cancer in the fall, and I, I, I knew that he was sick. I didn't uh, realize that he had lost the, the battle. That's so sick. I wanted to send my condolences to uh, Chef Dan's family. Yeah, And then one more thing. I forgot to mention this. Uh, Marissa had handed this to me. Uh, Philadelphia has canceled all large events for six months, and that does include Thanksgiving Day Parade, Mummer's Parade, all festivals and races, including the Broad Street Run, which had been postponed from May to October. So they're going to go ahead and move that stuff till after the first of the year. So not surprising, but they're making the official. I think a lot of people are planning on it. Uh, the official announcements. Yeah, exactly. So what about that? Does that include Mummer's? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I guess. I said that yeah. on there. Yeah, the Mummer's Parade. Oh, my. Yeah. What are you going to do that day? You're going to get messed up the night before, <laughs> right? Yeah. <laughs> Woo! Get effed up, man. I am lost. lost. You're about to ship now. 
I am a well, I was a rudderless ship before, <laughs> but I'm really rudderless now. Yeah, well, well, they're having a press conference at one o'clock. They're going to have some. They said they're going to give some more details. And they're, they're, they're right. just going to get up and mummers. say, "Psych, they're all on. We're doing them all." Psych, virtual yeah. mummers. I'm. I can't stand anything more virtual. It's, I hate it. I hate it too. The virtual. But we'll, listen, we'll get through no, it. No, no, we will. You're and uh, we're all in this hey, together. These are uncertain times. Unprecedented. Unprecedented. It's better than doing nothing. No, so. no, you're absolutely right. Oh, let me you're, tell you something. That fireworks display right. online rocked. It absolutely <laughs> did. But you know, I was watching CNN at, on at, at Lake Tahoe where I was for Fourth of July. And they had canceled the fireworks there, but they had, were flashing to all these cities around the country that were having fireworks. They just did them anyway. And There's I'm a going, shot. Yeah, they're flying over L.A. Right. And, and there were more fireworks than you've ever seen before in your well, that life. Was, that, the, that was private citizens yeah, setting off yeah. fireworks. Yes. No, but not, not uh, there were official fireworks displays in, in D.C. and uh, well, New York yeah. City. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, I'm thinking, well, why are they canceling smaller little town fireworks where they still have it? I don't know. I forget no. case. Did Wildwood have theirs? Or did no, they, they didn't. They canceled. They but, but Lower Township had theirs. And mm. there was a, yeah. I, I saw a couple of displays. Uh, mm. I saw one in particular. We went down to the beach to, we knew that people were going to be lighting off fireworks. So right. we went down there just to watch people do that. And down closer to Diamond Beach, there was what seemed like something professional going on down huh. there. Mm. Yeah. Mm. There you go. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and one other thing. <laughs> One other thing to keep, continue the derailment. Um, the Grateful Dead would come into a town and on three nights at the Spectrum would not repeat one song. Really? Not one song. Um, so they'd play three different songs. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yep. As you said before, uh, it's like, what, is, what does this deadhead uh, say when he stops taking drugs? Oh, this, well, music this music sucks. sucks. <laughs> Everybody knows that joke. That's a good one. Fish did a 13-night stand at Madison Square Garden. They called it the Baker's Dozen, and they repeated zero songs yeah. in 13 shows. There are they very few bands songs. that can pull that off. Yep. But, I mean, and Jerry would call out a song on the way to the stage, and that's the only song <laughs> they knew. I mean, that's the only song they knew they would be doing, and the wow. rest was all intuition. Okay. Um, so uh, they one one tour they were doing La Bamba, the Grateful <laughs> Dead doing their slowed down version of La Bamba. It was always it was always fascinating. But they were, um, in those eighties and early nineties years, the Dead would uh, pull stars this magazine for concert um, production and the concert world. And they would be in the top five in the Polestar concert um, highlights of Moneymakers, right behind Michael Jackson. Yeah. And oh, they're, because like they never stopped. Yeah. They never stopped. Fascinating. They yeah, would yeah. sell out three nights and not repeat one song. Anyway. Right. Excellent. Now. Uh, letter of the day? Yes. Here we go. Preston and Steve on 93.3 WMMR. Now, the Daily Letter. And the Preston and Steve show is brought to you today by the letter. A is in articulate. All right. And we have two letters now working our way towards five. We have a Pizik round barbecue and fire pit kit from Landis Block. Landis Block, start imagining your own backyard paradise by looking at the photo gallery online at LandisBC. Dot com. What do you have in store for us today, sir? Well, we had a lot of fun with Live Aid yesterday. and um, It was great, by the way. Oh, thank yeah, you. Yeah, I love listening thank to you. it. Yeah. Thank you very much. Uh, we're going to have some kind of podcast of that, but I'm not exactly sure how we're going to do that. 
but I'll figure that out and I'll announce that. And we will have a workforce block of the Eagles and Sublime and the Black Crows were to have been in Camden tonight, so we'll do a block of the Crows. Mm. Very nice. Excellent. All right, I want to thank our sponsors, Preston and Steve Show, brought to you today by Acme Markets Fresh Foods, local flavors, and also Wilmington University, and last but not least, Meineke Doing car care right. As of tomorrow, it's a Wednesday, so a couple things. Fox Good Day will go on TV. We'll have a secret text word, chance for you to win some prizes tomorrow, and uh, we'll get into some kind of goodness, I'm sure. Yes. That's it. We're done. Rage on. Have a great day. We'll see you tomorrow, friend. Bye-bye. The Preston and Steve love you. Hate you. Live. Let's go back to a certain... Telephone carrier. It's taken me two weeks to get three numbers ported over, and this is really me. Next message. Steve, you gotta give it a break between voices. You got me with Charlie Sheen, and then like a minute later, you get me with the junkies. I love you, man. I just shot hot coffee out my goddamn nose. Do I get a price for that? Next message. This is your pissed off landscaping here with your public service announcement. You place your trash in the Trash can, not on the ground. Stop being a lazy, disgusting slob. The Preston and Steve love you, hate you line. Call 484-434-1333. MMR rocks. Brought to you by DellToyota.com and DellChevrolet.com. Jack, sell them for less.